just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 21 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is Season 1, Episode 21, The Leaving Song. Luke, you mind if we get a few words before your first game? Yeah, we're going to put it on the internet. Ravenshoops.com. Yeah, we're going to have a webcast and everything. What the hell is this? Well, we have this website. Yeah, we're sports announcers. Not in here, you're not. The locker room's closed. No media. Did you hear that? We're media. So welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it's always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in, as tonight's episode for debate is Season 1, Episode 21, The Leaving Song Dom. My little man, we are here. How are you, my friend? I am fine. Thank you very, very much for asking. How are you? We've made it to 2021. On episode 21. On episode 21. I have to say, so I'm going to, I've taken a little bit of control at the moment, okay. and I have to say, there's a two part congratulations in here. One <laughs> okay. is that Simon got a medal. It's called the British mm-hmm. Empire Medal. That's right, yeah? Yeah, and it is awarded to people who have done great things and services to certain things, and it and it's kind of in the Queen's New Year's honours list. So I have to say a massive congratulations to you for that, for services to sport, for all your work that Thanks. you did with the Special Olympics. We've talked about it quite a few times, and over the over the year or so, and that we've been doing podcasts, we mention it, and you do some fantastic stuff and have done lots of fantastic things, and you deserve it. So congratulations, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. More importantly than that, more (laughs) importantly than that, than being nearly that close to an OBE, um, is congratulations on the birth of your baby boy. Thank you. Yes. So exciting. I I am with child. (laughs) (laughs) You have child. I have child. I have child. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. What a journey. Well, I mean... Thank you on both counts. Much appreciated. Um, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Dom and I speak every day via messaging and stuff anyway. But I am ecstatic to see your face again, even though it is (laughs) through a screen because the UK is back in a third lockdown. It is a trilogy. This is like Return of the Jedi now. We're at the third one. Um... Jabba the fucking heart keeps putting us into lockdown. <laughs> Does keeps putting us in. He he doesn't know what he's doing to our pizza, Dom. Our pizza habits. Domino's but... has gone bust. I think in <laughs> Welling Garden City. <laughs> like, don't worry, it's Tuesday. The guys from Shire Park, they'll they'll be calling. <laughs> you know the office building. The two guys that are there at night, they're the only ones there every Tuesday. <laughs> it's always stuffed crust. One pizza's really meaty. One's got pineapple on and sometimes a barbecue base. <laughs> we'll be back 
soon, one day, when they fucking open up the world again. But, but I'm so happy to see you and to speak to you because we haven't spoken, you know, like voices <laughs> for so as much. What's been, probably been like four or five weeks because so hopefully out there in podcast land, it hasn't felt like any gap has happened. But actually, Dom and I were um, block recording and storing up episodes so that hopefully there, so that there wouldn't be a gap. And uh, there shouldn't have been a gap. I think there's going to be one week here where we maybe put out a bonus episode rather than a regular episode because just to sort of fill the gap. And that wouldn't have been the case. But actually, um, so my 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 boy, it sounds crazy to think of it like this. I haven't really <laughs> spoken about it too much apart from with family. Um, but I've... Uh, I've decided I'm not going to put his name out there. Like, for the same reason I don't put my wife's name out there. It's just more that... I mean, I, I'm I'm comfortable to do it, but I feel like it's not really uh, my choice to make, you know? Like, you and I are making the choice to put ourselves out here. Um, but, you know, I, so I'm respecting his, his little tiny privacy. But <laughs> I did get uh, loads of messages on the Instagram... Uh, about it and you know congratulations about it all what's funny is i put it on our story just to say because a few people had been messaging saying oh have you had your baby yet you know hope everything's good which is so sweet and really humbling and overwhelming that you know that we have have that in in our listeners slash friends and uh so i put something out to just say hey just to say happy new year christmas and everything um yeah we're really happy to say that we've had a boy and he's healthy and my wife's all good and she's healthy and that is actually the most viewed thing we've ever had on our story and it wasn't one tree hill related wow fantastic isn't that crazy like it actually it wasn't <laughs> what not to say that i mean everything we put out is one tree hill related basically yeah. Uh, every now and again put a few little tidbits out like that but it was the most viewed thing we've ever had and it was like on our story anyway and i was like wow that's really humbling uh but for everyone out there his name is not lucas is not nathan it's not <laughs> a name that's in the show um so yeah there believe me i was i was uh uh, I was very surprised that it wasn't a character's name that we have <laughs> that we have come up against. But no, uh, I've seen pictures. Uh, I think he's awesome. I can't wait to actually get to come and meet him in person and to see you in person again. That would be amazing. But let's get this country safe again. Let's do the right things like we did last time and lock ourselves in. And, you know, those who are fortunate enough, well, I say fortunate enough, those that can work from home, work from home. Those that, you know, have to go to work and are working their asses off, you know, doing whatever, whatever you do, whether it's medical people or frontline people or not frontline people that still, you know, have to go in and do what they got to do. Let's keep, let's keep this world spinning. A hundred percent. And I can't wait for him to meet his uncle Dom because that's who you're <laughs> going to be. You're going to be one of those uncles that aren't, isn't actually an uncle. And then when he's like, like 18, he'll be like, is he not your brother? Like, <laughs> and I'll be like, you're 18. You're only, you're only working this out now. <laughs> why, why is he still living in the garage? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's where you podcast. Go back to your room. <laughs> yeah. Stop asking me questions. Haven't you got a PlayStation 25 to be playing? Go away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But also, 
because I, I, I think people know that have been listening, but you also, you are someone that is a frontline key worker that is out there during these lockdowns in the trenches. And, uh, you know, as much like you should be winning medals and things, uh, it's very much under, underappreciated and, uh, you definitely deserve a lot more recognition because you know all throughout the these lockdowns and quarantines you've been solid in there dealing with like the highest frequency ever of like you know deliveries and and all kinds of things so uh i feel like you know you need definitely need more recognition so here here it is recognition for me anyway and i'm sure many many other people uh means means more to me coming from you than uh than say you know getting a medal <laughs> so thanks <man. laughs> i'll make i'll make you a medal you i'll give you my medal it's fine. i don't want you your medal. My one. <laughs> <laughs> but no thank you it, it does mean a lot it, it's not easy um and there's thousands of people um doing the 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 work that i'm doing and um there's thousands of people doing a lot harder work than than i'm doing and you know anyone who's just trying to do their bit great keep that keep it going this this like i said let's keep this world spinning well i guess this time we've got the the benefit of our for the first lockdowns and when this was happening last year we can say that now last year yeah um there was no like vaccine in sight like it was there was no real end in sight where at least this time it's like we're just basically biding time and treading water until enough people can be vaccinated that it becomes safer touch wood we hope um so i think it is different but it's also it doesn't mean it's any less hard because it's been going on for so long and as it is publicly known around the world i'm sure the uk government have done a pretty atrocious job <laughs> with, with managing it and last minute changes and this that and the other i mean i i understand it is incredibly difficult um but there are a lot of other countries that seem to have uh, managed it you know like do you know so my, my parents are currently on an island um in the channel islands that sit in between france and the uk and there's no covid there like as in nothing no there's no no face mask no social distancing it's a completely normal place because it's an island so when people come in they have to quarantine for two weeks if you have seen outside of your house even if you're like walking a dog or something 10 grand on the on the spot fine um so there's no covid there so my, my dad was telling me this. I was like, that's great. And then I was thinking, hang on a minute. We live on an island. Yeah, like- we're an island. Yeah, I was thinking that as you were, as you were saying it. We're, we're just a slightly bigger island. <laughs> yeah, so why can't the same things apply? And nice. then we'd be fine. But, you know, whatever. You know, Crazy. until you and I are running the country, Dom. I mean, These we're one podcast continue. away from that happening, aren't we, really? <laughs> I, I think so. Well... <laughs> On to podcast news. So, not only we've been winning awards outside of the podcast, we also won an award for our podcast. <laughs> we have won a, a coveted, a much sought after, the precious, the one that everybody wants, 
Alexi Award. <laughs> Dom, you'd never heard of the Alexi Awards. Now, let me tell you. <laughs> Our good friends, Lex and Matt, from Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventures. So Lex has been on the podcast, episode 14, I believe. And, and which I and actually think is called... And the, yes, and our intro episode. But I actually think also that episode is called I Shall Believe because it's after the um, song, Cheryl Crow song, mm. I Shall Believe, which is another great montage moment. Anyway, who, so Lex originally did the River Court cast with Ryan, a One Tree Hill podcast that helped inspire me into approaching Dom about doing our podcast because that podcast unfortunately didn't get to its full completion um but yes so on their podcast they do a yearly list of um awards for best like tv show best movie best video game and best podcast and it's a vote system and i i put something out and messaged a few of our you know loyal the loyalist of listeners and they actually had to put out a message to say we hear you, Ravens listeners. Your votes are being counted because they were inundated. <laughs> overwhelmed. Oh, they were overwhelmed with votes from our listeners that it was a landslide. No other podcast had a chance. We fucked them up. <laughs> uh, I, I, listened, I listened to their... Um, awards episode and it was it was really really good really good episode and they they talk about so many people that have written in and this and um about all the the different topics that they covered and all the awards they were covering and when it got to podcasts lex was just like absolutely cracking up with laughter going i've had to like tell them to stop basically just these these ravens fans have gone absolutely crazy and she's like i've been on there i've i've gone on to the to the podcast it's a good podcast but these people are just like won't stop messaging and uh, it's so nice uh that you guys have done that and thank you so much it's so kind and um what's really good is that a lot of you have, have gone and followed uh lex and matt and lex and matt's excellent adventure so please yeah, go follow them on instagram listen to their podcast too uh they do a fantastic job and they, they cover so many different things and different topics and it's there's so much fun to, to listen to them and um uh, i've you know follow them on instagram i follow lex on instagram as well i feel like i'm getting to know her a lot a lot better um i can't wait to have her back on yeah season two for sure we've got a lot of people lined up for season two so it's all good times but yeah definitely go check out their podcast it's really cool um their structure is they just talk about whatever they want to talk about that week uh like current affairs but you know like in a cool way uh they had a good episode a few weeks ago about the tom cruise stuff you know tom cruise um sort of went off on the set of the latest mission impossible movie because people weren't social distancing which i thought was awesome i was like yes that, tom that was cruise. over here wasn't it we could spend like Pinewood hours Studios talking about like tom cruise what's that dom i said that was that was over here that was at like pinewood studios or, or something like that oh was it here in the uk i didn't know yeah, that i'm pretty sure it was over here i think it was over here i think what, what how do you feel about tom cruise i i like tom cruise i'm a i'm a fan same yeah i, I think, think he's i think he's awesome I mean, he's a good guy. I think the whole... Um, Scientology. Yeah, the whole Scientology thing's a bit scary. 
A bit cultish. Yeah, extremely cultish, but we won't go into that. That's not what we're about. That's, that's but um, <laughs> we are about it, our own our own cult, which is each to their own. Age. I have to I have to call Simon Colonel, so that's that's almost as bad as calling like Grand Poobah Admiral, whatever they call him in Scientology. <laughs> so call me Colonel, <laughs> Colonel. <laughs> um, but yeah, Tom Cruise. If, if only he was in One Tree Hill. Uh, mm. He's the sort of person that would have to be Nathan, though, wouldn't he? <laughs> like, get get rid of get rid of him. I'm, I'm going to be Nathan. <laughs> it's like that. I'm 45. I'm going to be Nathan. All right, I can make it work. And I'd be like, you know what, Tom Cruise? I reckon you could. I reckon but, you could. Yeah. <laughs> but with Cash, James Lafferty now. Okay. Um. Actually, speaking of which, because we're in support of One Tree Hill and the cast, of course. Uh. James Lafferty has a new show, so you won't know this, Dom, because you're not allowed to follow them or anything. But he has a show that he has like written, produced, directed in, starred in with another cast member from One Tree Hill that hasn't entered the show yet. So there's someone that enters a bit later, and they've completely there's new characters coming. <laughs> what? But they they've completely um, done it all themselves, funded it themselves, etc., etc., etc. And I think they made, and a lot of it was from One Tree Hill fans contributing them doing you know like fundraisers and things and uh and it, and they did that maybe a year two years ago like made like i think maybe a six or ten episode run of this tv show and it's been picked up uh just last week by hulu which is like a big streaming service in in the u.s and uh so they've done it they, they've made a show and it's going to be streaming out there so for everyone out there in america that can access it or if there's a way to access hulu or I don't really know how it works. Then please support them in that because that's awesome. Yeah, well, fair play. Like you said, I, I'm not allowed to follow the actors uh, on any sort of social media or anything like that. So I have no idea what's going on in their lives um, unless you tell me. So that's that's really cool. Yeah, really, really pleased for him and the other person that I haven't met yet. Yeah, yeah. So we'll <laughs> g- I'll give you more information as those people enter the show. Um, I just have to say also, we've got so we'll do Patreon shout outs um, at the end of the show. But we've had so many people sign up over the holiday season, and we're we're getting such a great community going over there on Patreon. Um, it's incredibly humbling. Uh, we're incredibly grateful. This podcast has already completely excelled past any of my expectations anyway and i feel the same is for you dom right in terms of how it's been received and and what we've you know the feedback we're getting Uh, absolutely uh it's completely surpassed what i was expecting i thought we'd get like three listeners it'd be me you and my mum and that (laughs) she doesn't even listen (laughs) <laughs> your mum's in it your mum's still in a headlock from whoever yeah. won the, the competition oh, yeah. <laughs> from the previous <laughs> previous episode i listened to our lot because it's been like four or five weeks uh i listened to the last episode like our podcast uh the other day <laughs> it was really making me laugh i don't know if that's like egotistical i don't know how that's coming across but it's not me that makes me laugh it's you that makes me laugh but it was (laughs) the whole bit about putting your mum in a headlock and you were like she won't mind she'll do it as long as we get a five-star review she'll do it (laughs) (laughs) she'll just take it 
<laughs> so remember that competition is still running until episode five of season two if you want to win a chad michael murray face mask with a personalized message note from dom and i on there then all you have to do is leave a five-star review on any podcast platform and you have to mention the phrases we blended in there about chad's soul patch and what was the other thing we had to mention the soul patch and something else oh and his squint and his squint you gotta mention chad's squint and soul patch and you will be (laughs) entered in and then we will do uh, a draw a random draw uh on on our instagram and uh and there you go so dom shall we dive on into episode 21 the leaving song absolutely what an episode what an episode <laughs> so much so much to say where where do you want to begin my friend shall we start with lucas ah uh, lucas <laughs> lucas yeah where where does he begin he begins in bed i believe lucas begins in bed do you want to know something interesting? You've been in his bed? <laughs> I ha- I haven't. I have not. But yet. Um I've I've always I've always felt a little bit um a bit self-conscious about my nipples. Um <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I've always thought Get take your top off. Let me have a look. <laughs> <laughs> My top's already off. What are you trying to say? <laughs> oh yeah, Casper. <laughs> I'm on. Un- I'm under a really bright light in my home office, and I'm wearing a white t-shirt. And Dom was like, "You look so white." And I was like, and I said, "Oh, does it look like I'm shirtless because I've got a white t-shirt?" It's just a bright light, Dom. Okay. Um, but no, I so I I I had a. Uh, I, I feel so my my actual nipple, um, which I I know more about this now as um, you know a father and you know feeding of babies and things. Have you but, been well, my, I, breastfeeding? I I've <laughs> I've tried. I just can't produce <laughs> enough. Okay, no the my actual <laughs> he's not nipple latching is... on. He's not latching on. <laughs> I definitely definitely might remove this out of the episode. But no, the, the... <laughs> keep it. You're not. No. <laughs> so my actual nipple is quite small, but my avioli, did, did you know this? The, the 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 disc that surrounds it is quite Dom, Dom, I've lost you. No, you were no, there. Man, man. It's actually quite large. Um and I've always thought I don't know, I, I never I never thought it was a thing. But um do you remember do you remember um guy that lived in the village, uh Pi? Do you remember Pi? Yeah, I saw him the other week. This so this is a guy that was also called Simon. I have no idea why, but he was nicknamed Pi. No idea why. <laughs> do you have? Do you know why? I don't know why. Who then? There we go. But Who's he had a sw- pie. He had a swimming pool in his back garden. You remember this? Yes. And then do you remember? Do you remember Chris Green who went? Are you going to our- say burger nips? How do you remember? Is that what you're the... going to say? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just as soon as you started talking about it, I was thinking, I'm sure Chris used to say like burger nips or something like that. <laughs> I remember we went into this guy's pool and we were doing like wrestling moves into the pool. Oh, and then God. he was just like, hey, 
you've got bur- <laughs> you've got burgers for nipples and i was like what it's like yeah burger nips and i was like oh that's not gonna scar me mentally i'm just gonna <laughs> process that what's um, brilliant is that it's it's stayed with you forever and has like destroyed your life and it stayed with me forever and it's just made me laugh all these years <laughs> oh great thanks doll <laughs> That's what, well, yes, but but bringing it back to One True Hill, Luke Lucas is in bed and the sheet comes down a little bit and I'm like, oh my god, you've got the same nipples as me. <laughs> I was like, well, do you know what? <sighs> fuck you, Chris Green, <laughs> and, and, and fuck you too, Dom. <laughs> I didn't do anything wrong. Not my fault. You're you're in McDonald's and you see a Big Mac and you're like, oh yeah, Simon's nips. <laughs> Uh, 2021 uh, and this is the shit you give me uh, <laughs> in fucking lockdown prick <laughs> oh shit the best so, I, i'm calling it a high flyers moment not only for the story i told but for the way you're treating me right now this is a high flyers moment right now i think you need to stop drinking <laughs> you've had one too many my friend <laughs> you've only had one and a half Stop judging my nipples, Dominic. I'm <laughs> judging your drinking. <laughs> you're with you're you're you have a baby and you're drinking alcohol and you're suckling your child on your burger nipples and he's all he's <laughs> just getting is pure cause light out of that. <laughs> I'm having a beer, Dominic. It's been a long couple weeks, all right? Hashtag okay. irresponsible, <laughs> just saying. So, Shall we get back to One Tree Hill now? I was talking about One Tree Hill. It was, oh, okay, in relation sure. to, it was in relation to Chad's nipples. They're the same. If I ever meet him at a convention and go, hey, Chad, lift my shirt up. Look, same. <laughs> oh, God. I think we'd both be ejected very quickly. I can't believe you remember that. Tell me what you remember from that day. Let me hear your perspective. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I remember pretty much exactly what you said, um, other than, you know, Simon was called Pi. Um, not you, the other Simon. Um, he was quite a, like a little scrawny lad, wasn't he? Mm. He's huge now. Like a, like a gym dude. He's, yeah, 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 he's huge. Like, he's been smashing down some protein. Like, okay. a tub of protein a day. Maybe He's Chris massive. Green said to him, hey, you're a scrawny little bitch. And he was like, fuck you, Chris, with the weights. <laughs> Look at me now, Chris. Look. <laughs> um, I yeah. once looked online, right? I once Googled and I was like, how do you make your nipples smaller? And someone had written on a forum, just put ice on them all the time. <laughs> and someone was like, what, just walk around with a bag of ice for your whole life? <laughs> oh, God. I remember that that pool being horrendously cold mm. all the time it's freezing cold mm. but never mind i just remember chris saying it and uh we all had a little bit of a laugh um right. at your expense and i'm really sorry that we did that that's okay dom <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah lucas is in bed and who wakes him up nathan why he's uh he he wants to 
like work go to work out with him, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. And that he's like, you know, I think I, I kind of owe you this morning. It's like the Nathan side of it, but he's trying to help him out and get fit for uh, the playoffs because the team are in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and he's doing some extra training with him to get him up to speed because he's been out for so long with his with his injury. And uh, they have a nice conversation while while they're running. They're talking, uh, well, Nathan says that he's, the reason that he's invited him along for the run is partly because uh, he needs him to, to win the playoffs, but also because he stood up to Dan and that meant a lot to him. Yeah, and that was a that was a really big moment. I think Haley has been a big influence on, on Nathan with, with their relationship getting stronger as well. Mm-hmm. And it's quite nice that Nathan is willing to do that and willing to make it better for her as well. Um, although they have some tense moments in this episode, which we'll get oh, to when we when we I, cover them. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. When I saw some of the when I saw what happened, when I saw the laptop come out, I was like, yes, this episode. <laughs> Hottastyladies.com <laughs> Um, I I just think that um, <laughs> Luke Lucas was actually seemed really appreciative of it as well. But he got yeah. to he got to have that that side of the conversation where he said, "Did you have any idea what Dan was talking about when he said, you know, go and see Karen and and find out what kind of a parent I really am and what she you know what she's really like." Um, and Nathan turns around and says, "Look, he's just playing his mind games. It's what he does." And and he's kind of taking up Lucas's side and. Seeing their relationship throughout the episode, it, it kind of gets stronger and stronger as the episode goes on. Like we get to a point where they're doing weights together, and they're having a laugh, and uh, he makes a joke at, at Nathan about the 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 porn, and uh, he, you know, says stop watching like the weird animal porn or whatever, and he yeah, like porn can't freak. Li- yeah, he can't lift the weights anymore, and he like has to help him up, and it's some really good bits. So I think that's more important to cover probably when we get to Nathan, but. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, Lucas has, again, the last episode was him, the, the discovery of him and Nikki, wasn't it? And we, we, you know, that was one of my predictions that it was going to come out in front of everyone and it, it was going to be tense and difficult and we're exactly in that boat. Uh, Peyton won't talk to him, really doesn't really acknowledge him. Um, Brooke hasn't spoken to him at all in this episode. Um it's or really... she speaks to him. Oh uh, no, she gives him like evils, like an yeah. evil look at the beginning. But yeah, yeah, that's right. And Nathan talks to him a lot, and they're getting a lot closer. And Haley, he has a little bit of time with as well, and he has a bit of time with Karen because he's got questions, and he has a bit of time with Keith. So he, he, you know, darts about a bit in this episode. Yeah, he does. He he gets between so many different characters. Well, if we so I think the the next part after he's been working out with Nathan is that at school he tries to speak to Peyton to be like, "Hey Peyton, let me explain about, you know, what happened last night or you know at the party or or whatever." And she's just like doesn't want to hear it. And uh and she goes off with Brooke and they both sort of they they join at his sort of demise if that makes sense in terms of that that's bonded them back together that he's kind of i think brooke says he's out the both of them 
Yeah, uh, and then it becomes the so we hose before bros again. Mm. And that's kind of when Peyton goes, oh, she's talking to me now. Will she go shopping with me? <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> Just wait. I'm going to keep bringing it up. Yet. We haven't I'm got there I'm just going to keep yet. bringing it up so that you remember. You know, you've, you've, got, you've got a great memory. Burger nipples. <laughs> I'm hungry. Like, I just, you know, I'll be upset if you remember about that and don't remember about this. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll make sure I keep it locked in <laughs> the memory files uh, uh so where lucas talks to well some of this might be a bit out of order but he talks to karen and it seems like it's you know later that night and uh he's saying that you know dan said this is he just messing with me he's kind of going at it very lightly isn't he 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 He's had conversations with Karen before in the past where she's like kicked off and said, don't go near him. Why are you going near him? You, you know, um, don't let him get to you. Don't be part of the basketball team. Don't do this. Don't do that because it's so like him and I don't want you anything to do with him. Don't and... live your life. Don't do anything. Yeah. Stay in this house. Work in my cafe. Don't look <laughs> at anyone. Look at the shoes. If you ever go onto a onto a platform, Whitey's trying to sell you off to random women, just put your... Put your, you know, shoulders up, look at the floor, and look at no one, because the world hates you. <laughs> they hate you like they hate me. He <laughs> left me, Lucas. He left me. That's what she's thinking on the inside. Jesus Christ. That was... What she really wants to say, and I don't think Keith is good enough for me. <laughs> oh, bitch. <laughs> I I've got words I've got words to say about Karen in this episode. Oh, we'll get I tell we'll you get now. We'll I know you feel it too. Keith is your vicarious incarnation character within the universe of One Tree Hill, and I know that you felt disrespected like he did. Absolutely, I know you did. Absolutely. <laughs> you as you as a young boy standing half naked by an outdoor swimming pool being told that your nipples look like burgers and I, I felt it. I saw it in your face. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's Haunted. Some weird, there's some weird traumas coming out in this episode. Uh, should, we, should we get back to Lucas? Yeah, you and you're bringing it back. Yeah, well, so he's saying that to Karen and... Um, she comes out with it not initially she doesn't want to she kind of wants to sweep it under the rug a little bit and then she comes out with it and uh, says that dan had wanted custody or joint custody and then was going to get lawyers involved he was going to fight it but then he knew that he wouldn't win because he'd got another woman pregnant uh deb and there we go but Wow, what a revelation. Does that change things for you, Dom, as a viewer? Looking at Dan's backstory, remembering that he had pictures of Lucas growing up in a lockbox in a you know, in his office and actually he wanted to be in Lucas's life. He wanted to raise him, you know. What do you think? I, I think we have a an uh Nikki Jake situation, don't we? in terms of uh, symmetry and like reflective imagery so the the Nikki Jake situation is 
you know, as all, all you viewers will know, <laughs> um, that uh, Jake has um, baby Jenny. Um, Grace. Grace, who we met and was in this episode loads, yeah, by the way. Yeah. So that, big, that episode, big shout out to Grace. That episode is out now. So, yeah, conversation with Grace. Conversation with Paul Johansson. On the horizon, it's coming, <laughs> it's coming. The we communications keep... are continuing. We're just working out a time and a date. It will happen. Let's hope so, soon as well. Yeah. Um, anyway, so it's kind of all reflective of, of their relationship in that Nikki did something wrong, went off, disappeared, has now come back. And you know, I still think Nikki is a manipulative bitch, but I agree she deserves access. But shouldn't be allowed to just stroll straight back into it. There has to be a process. There has to be something involved. We're finding out that Dan was that person. Dan was that Nikki of the time. He's gone yeah. off to college. He's had a baby with another woman. It's all got a bit awkward and, and difficult. He's come back. Karen has done exactly what Jake's done. Slammed the door in the face. Said absolutely not. You're not coming anywhere near. He's tried to go down the road of you know, pursuing it via legal means and he was advised that he would never win because they'd, they'll side with you know the mother and the fact that you ran off and had a baby with someone else and haven't provided anything for the child thus far um so karen has taken that super high ground absolutely not letting you anywhere near my kid because you're a horrible person and it's, it's almost like karen has now made out that dan is the horrible person mm-hmm. when he isn't well, we're now mm. finding out in episode 21 that Dan probably wasn't that bad and he's just been made bitter by Karen. Yep, yep. And, and What I think a twist! Keith, I know, and I think Keith put it perfectly, uh, and we'll get to all of that, of course, but later in the episode, uh, Karen says to Keith, does that change anything, though? He's still Dan is still the same reprehensible person he was always going to be. And Keith says, well, it colours it a little bit differently. And I think that was a really great way of explaining that. Because it does. It it just paints it a little bit different. It's and not like so you just black said, and white yeah. now, Karen, is it? It's a bit grey. We've got this yes. horrible fucking grey area that you neglected <laughs> to tell me for the last like nearly 18 years or however the fo- fucking age Lucas is or whatever. I also <laughs> like to mention that he's finally got rid of the soul patch, Frank. God oh. for that, because it was horrendous. Wait, there's still remnants, though. There's like a, a stubbly there, remnant. There's a stubbly gone. remnants. Yeah, it's pretty much gone, but I don't think we can count it out. It's like, you know when Tyson Fury got knocked to the mat in like the last <laughs> round against the first fight in Deontay Wilder? Everyone was like, it's gone. The soul patch is gone. And then guess what? To his feet. he It, it might be back. Soul patch watch must remain. Okay. <laughs> It's coming back. But, yeah, I I think we've both got a lot to say about Karen and, and her treatment of Keith. Particularly. But, but, and Lucas as well. And maybe even Dan. Yeah, for sure. Well, that, let's continue with Lucas. So that, that, that bomb gets dropped on Lucas. I think before that, we missed out a little bit. Lucas is at practice. Uh, Whitey is going to go have surgery. We'll come back to that. We get a good amount. I, I knew that you would enjoy this episode because we get a good amount of Whitey. We get a good amount of basketball. We get a good amount of Dan, which you haven't mentioned, but I believe is important for you giving a high rating. I think that when Dan... Don't laugh. 
No, I, I think you're right. That's why I'm giggling. Okay. It wasn't a laugh, it was a giggle. Uh, <laughs> it was a joyful little giggle. Yeah. Well, I think... <laughs> I think because I think for you it it lends credibility because I believe that you think he's maybe one of the strongest actors in the show. Am I right? Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree, uh, agree with that. And he's got some great one-liners in this one as well, and you love the one-liners. Um, so yeah, I think that. And then we and we add porn into the mix. I, I knew you were sold. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh god so where where uh just okay, no doritos just no that's, just the, that's doritos. all you need that's Born the last doritos. thing this is the lockdown special so okay we um where does Lucas go after this? I'm trying to think. Oh, he goes to see Keith and Keith is uh is packing up. Keith said, oh, just order the pizza. You interested? I was thinking, Keith, you're the best. I've it's, come to see you. You've ordered a pizza. What what's perfect. It's like he knew. Yes. It's like he knew it someone kinda... was coming round and I need to make sure that I have enough food available. Because he's just an absolute legend. You know that his fridge is just filled with nice, chilled beer, Boozy. <laughs> hey, Boozy. <laughs> but he, uh, so yeah, Lucas then talks to Keith about this, you know, revelation, and Keith's saying, Oh, Dan's pulling that one again, is he? You know, as if like he'd heard that from Dan before. And Lucas is like, no, this, you know, my mum told me this. And Keith plays it kind of cool. He's kind of just like, oh, okay, you know, so on and so forth. But later on, Keith erupts. Like, it's like he's taken time to process it, but also, like, he's put on a brave face in front of Lucas. Yeah. You know, what, he, what did you think of this scene? He's like, oh, uh, okay. And he. <laughs> Lucas is there to sort of get some answers but i think he's also there to go did you know because you could have told me as well and it's it's a it's a i need to find out who's kind of got this information and who who's on my side i think karen does everything with you know what she think is in in the best interest of lucas and she says that she makes that very clear and i think as a mother that's her right and she she does do that um her perception of dan from you know when Lucas was born or the young age is that he's not the right father figure or the person that I want involved in my child's life Keith is so has always kept Keith close by and on hand and it has allowed Lucas to always be open and honest and be able to seek that guidance from Keith and you know the whole six weeks of her being away in Italy and we've you know their bond has you, you know gone up and down and gone through the, the difficulties of him actually being the dad and it was a bit awkward but this is lucas's way of going did you know you didn't know hmm that's strange because uh, i thought you would know seeing how close you are so mum's keeping mm. it from you as well so clearly she had to keep it from you to keep it from me and she didn't want me to know because she doesn't want me to have a relationship with dan 
how different could my life have been if I'd have had that? I, I look at Nathan and I've looked at Nathan for so many episodes that have gone past and thought my life could have been a little bit different. But I've missed out on that because of the decisions my mum has made. She's made out it's in my best interest. But now I'm starting to think it isn't because Dan wanted to be part of my life. Mm. Mm. And I think Keith is is super surprised. Sorry, Keith is is like super surprised by it as well. And um, that's what leads up to his confrontation with her. Mm. But, But what is I thought played well is that he didn't react in the moment. Like he played it cool, like as if he had to take time to process what that actually meant and then later he erupts or he knew what it meant and he kept it under the surface and, and kept like a bit of a poker face so not to sort of hurt Lucas. But that that might jump- be something he's he's had to do, you know, all his life, all of, all of Lucas's life anyway, is that he's always loved Karen. He's always wanted to be with Karen, has found it difficult to to say that and has always been you know kept on that edge he's on on the edge of the friend zone relationship isn't he and Karen's Mm -hmm. always kind of kept him there and he's always stayed there and stayed willing and there might have been things that she said about Dan and oh you know I loved him so much and you know he's got a huge dick and he's absolutely (laughs) amazing and you know he's fantastic in bed and he's you know he's this that and the other and he's just kind of had to go hmm okay hmm okay and just kept that brave face all along um Mm. maybe so he's probably just just used to actually taking in information being able to keep it in and then finding the outlet yeah for sure (laughs) well well let's 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 put a pin in keith and uh and come back to him because there's so much to say and with karen as well uh Again, some of this might be out of order, uh, but Lucas is shooting around with Nathan on the river court, which yeah. is interesting because the, the last time I think we maybe we'd seen them playing on the river court was maybe in the pilot where they're, you know, adversaries. And then here they're playing together and, you know, it's all it's all for sport. You know, it's all friendly and they're having conversations and Lucas is bringing up Lucas tells Nathan what he's found out and he's saying you know did you know anything about me growing up or what did you hear Dan ever talk about me and Nathan saying that Dan and Deb used to argue about him Nathan used to hate Lucas because that's what his dad wanted him to think and it sounds stupid but that's what felt right at the time and I thought that was a really big thing to acknowledge that you know I see, you know, he's saying that Nathan in the present understands that that's not right. But at the time, this is the path that he was being led down, you know, and uh, it just shows such growth for Nathan. Uh, I, mean, I guess we'll talk more about Nathan as uh, as we get there. But Lucas misses a shot. It's a complete air ball. Nathan says, nice shot, Haley. These are all nice moments. How How are you feeling about this new developed relationship between nathan and lucas it's really good and it, it it's giving lucas a bit more insight into into nathan's life and that nathan didn't have this wonderful super happy childhood that he has is that lucas has built it up to be in his head and and the thing that he's missed out on because lucas has probably had a much happier childhood growing up uh being a bit more i think as we say humble and having Haley as a best friend than watching um nathan be 
bullied into competitions and being competitive and basketball uh, and other sports you know he talks about playing baseball or softball as a kid and Dan like kicking him in the middle of the, the field it, you know when he he's not enjoyed himself and, and it's clear to see so he's kind of seeing both sides of that coin now and they're both explaining their their upbringings to each other and what they always thought about each other and um it's just so different so different from the beginning when they were like fierce enemies and there's almost no way that 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 bond that bond sorry that um animosity could ever be broken and and now we're at a point where lucas couldn't finish his laps up and down the the court because he like was sick everywhere because he's still not recovered fully from his accident and they went and finished off the laps it was kind of you know together and that's where dan sees them together doesn't he and um there's that strange acknowledgement a few times where dan sees them a few times and is like there's my two boys and there's you know you know some good moments there there's one where whitey kind of interrupts and is like kind of looking at what you you don't want or you know what you could have but don't want that sort of thing most fathers would be happy to see that danny (laughs) (laughs) i can't do the voice but yes (laughs) well did you ever think we would get to this point so early like in season one where it feels like they're they're friends i mean it feels like nathan is doing the things that he would have normally done with tim now with lucas yeah absolutely and and tim's kind of on the back burner a little bit in this episode as well isn't he and he's been benched (laughs) i think he's been benched not just for his comment maybe for his actions and a a few episodes ago (laughs) (laughs) deb we love you deb we love deb 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 give me deb lots of deb all the deb (laughs) here's some brassiers baby (laughs) um just seeing the recap on this episode, I was like, whoa, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not allowed to watch the recap, am I? I'm assuming well, she had no. her, had, is taking all her clothes off. So there they are. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God well, bless you, Deb. Nice, nice. Um, <laughs> other than that, for Lucas, I think it's only really at the end of the episode that we see something different from him so do we want to go there now with him uh let's wait we we get we have another couple scenes so we've spoken about him talking to nathan in the uh in the weight room and you've you've mentioned about the the basket him throwing up on the basketball course we don't need to talk about that he talks to uh hayley about um nathan saying a cut in some slack and that he's seen it from a different angle and obviously we'll talk about the whole porn porn thing later but saying you know you know maybe he's doing this because he doesn't want to cheat on you you know it's not that bad and i'm not saying it's great but you know sort of sticking up for nathan that was like an important transition and uh juxtaposition from the very beginning that you know we wouldn't have thought to have happened yeah definitely it's it's something that he's gone from you know chastising Haley, hasn't he for having any sort of relationship or feeling any sort of feelings for nathan to now saying 
cut him some slack. He has it difficult with Dan, and it's got hard in our Dan's coaching us. And maybe you should be, a, you know, just a little bit more supportive. And it's like, whoa, where's this come from? This is mm-hmm. so unusual and just so far left field now from from where we were before. And it's like, okay, maybe maybe this is the change. This is the the karma. He's you know trying to make amends with everyone and. Um, he's got to go around and say these things to to rebalance himself and and say actually I've spent so long saying he was a bad guy and doesn't deserve anything and you know Haley you've proved to me that that he isn't a bad guy and that people can change and that people can be better and he wants to be better um, and there's some things that you can you know do to support him and help him with that yeah totally I think then the other part, other scene we get just before the 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 final scene, is he goes to see Peyton and says that you know he's going to make a change. He he has been making mistakes. He's been messing up. He's going to do something that's gonna he's going to change. Um, but uh, he wants to see her one last time before he does that. Now, when that happened before you saw the final scene, what did you think that change was going to be? I wasn't entirely sure. I thought the way he's kind of talking, it's kind of like a goodbye. But I thought, oh, where's he going to go? He can't go anywhere because obviously he lives with Karen. So, and he's not going to suddenly go and live with Dan. It's not as if he's got, you know, it's not like he's Jake and he's got, like family all around the place and he's going to go and stay with them so I had no at that time I just didn't know where it was going um so I just kind of thought what what's the change going to be what's he going to do is he going to go to a different school or you know because he when he goes I'll see you around that that's kind of a really big indicator of I'm not going to be around much so I'm probably not really going to see you and if you do see me it'll be on the off chance so mm. i thought you know I, I just couldn't work out where he was going until we got to the final the final scene with him so final scene we won't talk about what keith and karen were talking about before he came in because we'll talk about that when we cover them but he comes in and he basically says to karen that he understands now he understands why she didn't um you know come forthright with this information about Dan because actually she needed to find herself and she needed to do that on her own. And I thought that was a really very mature, um, you know, viewpoint. And this is why I say they're young adults because in my opinion anyway, I would never have been able to have perceived and have that perception when I was 16, 17, 18 even at 22, I wouldn't have had that. I get that now, I hope, at 33. But, you know, it's like you need a bit of life experience to get this stuff. Or I'm just, I was seriously underdeveloped and developed <laughs> incredibly late. I don't know which one it is. I mean, tell me, Dom, would you have got that stuff at that age? Oh, definitely not. <laughs> it would have been, a, you know, what the, what the hell do I do now? And why why she kept all this from me and why you know why me and why 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 she made these choices it's not fair kind of thing but 
he has been incredibly mature and he's gone and he's done a bit of soul searching as well and soul patch searching um <laughs> and he's uh, had a th- really good think about it and he's gone and talked to he went and talked to Peyton Peyton was the only one he went and said you know things are going to change and goodbye he didn't go and say anything to Brooke so it, it just that kind of stands out to me as being this relationship or this friendship means more than whatever he's had with anyone else so he's had to come and say it to her um which you know fine but why make that change and only why make that change and then they've only shown us him have that conversation with her mm. why why is he not said to Haley, i need to get away for a bit you know my mom's mm. made this decision i kind of think i need to go and experience something else for a little while maybe give my mum a break uh, get myself away with Keith because I, I think I, I learn a lot from him and will be happy with him. Those six weeks were really good and, and we could do a little bit more together, blah, 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 blah. That it's just going to Peyton and saying, I'm going to see you around, Peyton. You know, leaving it there. It, it, it just felt a bit, I don't know, there's there's not enough explanation <laughs> in, in, those, in those moments. <clears throat> and that was what the omission was, was that, Lucas is going to go move with Keith. He wants to go and change. He wants to move to a different town. Yeah, and I mean Keith will, you know, take him and let it let it happen, and you know, embrace it with 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 both arms. But he he didn't even have that conversation with Keith. By the looks of it, he's just turned around and yeah, so this is happening, and whether you like it or not, and he's like. Oh, okay. So I'm moving away from uh, Tree Hill and it looks like everyone is coming with me. Great. Yeah. <laughs> well, imagine Keith turned around and just went, what? Like, no. Are you going to pay no. rent, you tiny little bitch? <laughs> you think little soul patch combs are cheap? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. What's your prediction for Lucas then? I think the next episode needs to be the saying goodbye episode then, doesn't it? So we have to have maybe a moment of montage of uh, him and Keith driving away from from Tree Hill, like right at the end of the next episode. Um, and he might have people like Haley trying to convince him not to go. Um, and circumstances between... Haley and Nathan aren't great, are they? At the at the mm. ending of this episode, so I don't know whether you know what I've been saying all along about Haley and Lucas kissing might happen in this last episode. I'm still, um, I'll say it. I'm shipping that as a <laughs> as a possibility as much as I think Nathan and uh, Haley are like an mvp couple and i hope they stay as a as a couple for all of this the the next sort of eight seasons that we've got to watch um, don't have to watch we i want know to watch. I, I, as i said want. that i thought i i didn't mean it like that as well i'm so sorry <laughs> my on behalf of all of the listeners fuck you dom i mean <laughs> i mean we forgive you dom we forgive oh, you thank you thank you i apologize um profusely and i'm moving in with all of you um <laughs> into everybody's garage everybody's garage i'm coming i'm coming to get you um <laughs> from the garage <laughs> i yeah i think 
I, I don't know what's going to happen with Peyton in terms of what she thinks is going to happen with Lucas. But she's just lost Jake, but she's gained her friendship with Brooke again. So, I don't know. I'm not sure. But I, I, I think there there might still be something in it between Haley and Lucas. Okay. Good to know. I'd like to happen. Well, should we move on to Nathan, as we spoke a lot about him anyway, and that will kind of bleed into Haley. Yeah, let's let's keep that then rolling into into each other. So we've spoken a lot of Nathan scenes were with Lucas. So I guess the first one of the main scenes without him was where he comes back to his his apartment, his apartment. Let's get that straight from the beginning. Haley's in there. She uh, asked to use his uh, cable modem to use that high-speed internet, yeah. to which he says that that's fine. No worries. I'll, uh, I'm going to pick up another shift. You know, then I'm going to work out with my with my half-brother. My <laughs> half-brother. Choose another. And, uh, you know, just live my life. I'm busy. But while you're here living that good life, use up my internet. Do what you want. Go through my web browser history to have at it. You know, live your life. <laughs> She's writing her Darwin essay or whatever. She's going to go to the old Internet Explorer to find out when the book was published. But what does she stumble across, Dom? Uh, Original Sin is the name. Which is the the name, which which is the name of one of my favorite meatloaf songs. But yes, she stumbles across a previously browsed page of pornography Mm -hmm. uh, and is completely shocked and unimpressed. Like she's never met a teenage boy before. And with his own (laughs) internet and apartment and cable modem. But also (laughs) she looks in his bookmarks and he's got a ton of porn sites bookmarked which i really respect and think about it this way right (laughs) he's he's been online and he's like i've spent my time looking and look i've browsed i found a few sites here that i really like the look of i don't want to lose this time that i've put into finding them bookmark them so i can come back and be a patron of these sites get them in order keep them there he's organized calculated was one of them amazing Amazonians? <laughs> I think that's what it was called. Uh, that sort of stood out. I thought that's that's good. He's he's gone for like a mythical land that, <laughs> of, of of just all women. It's all he women. likes a, a little bit of you know fantasy to his fantasy. But do you know what what's funny is apart from the fact that you would never bookmark them on <laughs> on your computer. I mean that is insane. But also, um, I mean, it was incredibly regular porn. I mean, in Peyton's words, you know, later and Lucas's, it's not. It wasn't like I don't particular. You know, it was very regular. This is this was a bit of like an after-school special in some ways, wasn't it? Porn is bad, and and there is a lot to say that that is true i i'm as much as we all joke around with this i am sure because i know i know us <laughs> i know us um 
<laughs> Deb, 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 give me Deb. <laughs> but um, like p- porn, porn, porn can be very bad and detrimental to relationships and to people in terms of um, making sex more like a commodity and being uh, taking any of the the intimacy out of it and it becoming it's like i don't think it's particularly good for the soul you know in terms of i don't think anybody's ever watched porn uh done their business and then at the end felt good about themselves (laughs) that's not that's not a real fact that's not true now teenage teenage boys you know if it's it's a number it's it's what up there in the past times am i wrong dom you're not wrong you know we've we've both been teenage boys yes and now <laughs> I'm, gonna have, I'm gonna be raising one at some point um so um get some but, get some locks on on your internet access in, in future years <laughs> do you know so this is slight high flyers moment as if I haven't revealed enough on this episode already. But when I was um, in, in high school in year nine, so how old are we in year nine? About 13, 13 going on 14. Yeah. About that. I remember the lesson I was in science and there was like this uh, popular kid. I wasn't, I I wasn't friends with, um, but you know, just being a, a popular kid trying to impress other kids. He just turned around and singled me out and was just like, hey, Simon, in front of like loads of girls, loads of people in the class, like the teacher must have stepped out or whatever. He was like, hey, Simon, do you wank? <laughs> Dom, how do you answer that? How do you answer that? It, it like, as in, in my mind, I'm like, oh, wait, like, if I say no, does that mean I'm not cool? Do, am I supposed to say yes? And then now I'm some crazy freak man like what how what is the correct tell me this is a genuine question what is the correct answer there's only one there's only one correct answer and it's not a nice answer but the answer is only over pictures of your mum <laughs> okay that's how you survive in the prison yard is it <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah <laughs> well my answer was to just look at him very doe-eyed like and just said nothing because I didn't know what to say. I just so I just said nothing, and he then leaned in kind of close to me. Uh, it wasn't like intimidate. I wasn't intimidated by this guy. Like he was. <laughs> it wasn't like a a thing like that. It was sort of being said in like a jovial way. Uh, but I was very much on the spot and uh, not comfortable. And he just leaned. <laughs> I'll never forget. He just leaned into me and just went. <laughs> just went sometimes you just have to clean the pipes (laughs) (laughs) there's so much about that because thinking about it now it's like you are also 13 what do you know about it like as in (laughs) there's definitely things that people like heard from older brothers or from things on tv and whatever and then they use it to you know, belittle you in front of crowds of people. I mean, does has any did this ever happen to you? Uh, no, it didn't. Uh, Great, you I... lived a perfect existence. Fuck you, Dom. <laughs> I think I kept well enough under the radar to be 
to be avoided or nobody else. I wasn't would. saying nothing. I was sitting there doing my science and suddenly <laughs> being asked about my masturbation habits. <laughs> Doritos and porn. <laughs> God. Please, at some point, can you share some embarrassing things on here to even the scales? I've got nipples and I've got pipe cleaning. And you were fingered on the dance floor. I wasn't fingered on the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody was fingered on the dance oh, floor. Oh, God. It definitely wasn't you. It was heartbreaking. I felt like I was fingered on the dance floor. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway... So what did you what do you make about this porn Nathan situation? Did she overreact? Do you get her point? Do you get his point? Where do you sit on this? I understand the 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 side of it of of I I understand Haley's side because she's still a virgin and she's made that very clear and she doesn't want to be pressured into it. And Nathan's trying to do the right thing and not pressure her. But now finding this, she's kind of in this world of, well, that's what I have to live up to. I have to live up to these, and she says, triple jointed, waxed, always turned on <laughs> women. Which, 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 what this tells me about Haley is she's very rigid and has a massive bush. <laughs> God. I'm joking, I'm joking. Poor <laughs> poor Haley. Poor Haley. Do you know that bit in scary movie? He's got the chainsaw. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah, sorry. This episode is we've we've spent too long apart. I know. I think. The the craziness is 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 all been built up. <laughs> well, it's all been built up in Nathan if he doesn't go in and wow. his bookmarks. But... He's been <laughs> checking out those Amazonians. Um, yeah, but yeah, go on, continue. Because, so because I, that's I, the other thing is I get he's her doing it. it to help. He doesn't want to pressure her. You yeah, know? exactly. So if he can, you know, find his own release, lol, then uh, <laughs> then fine. He doesn't he doesn't have to necessarily pressure her into that. But she now, uh, I think she has overreacted slightly because she's in this world of well, I have to measure up to that. But actually, mm. everybody looks at it. Everybody watches it. Everybody's at least seen it. Um, and knows what is on there and knows that it's just pure fantasy and unreal and and ridiculous and he says that he says it's not real it's all fantasy Mm. it's just Mm. stupid boy stuff at the end of the day and she finds that really difficult to compute and i was actually quite impressed um when she went to see oh let's keep rolling with that Haley as well at the same time when she went to see Mm -hmm. peyton and says you know i found this i found that um you know do do you find this acceptable would you have done the same and Peyton's like well no actually I I, I don't think it's unacceptable I, I think boys will be boys and that's kind of what happens and I, I don't really understand where you're coming from and Haley doesn't really know how to process all of this and she she gets you know really upset by it I understand the the getting upset part and she feels like she has a lot to to live up to but I think Nathan has really tried to spell out to her how um special she is and and how much he's he's willing to to wait for her and not pressure her and she doesn't seem to get that easily and she, it really showed her 
lack of self-confidence and her you know and the issues that she has with that uh, I think that having Peyton in her life like she has now and and Peyton being um, Nathan's ex is really difficult because she's always going to compare herself to to her uh, and that's when we lead on to the even more awkward moment when she finds the the pictures or the screenshots of Peyton from her webcam which is crazy that absolute craziness that bit I did not agree with wasn't not no. impressed with at all especially if he knows she's using his computer he there's been time between this so he knows that she's seen his bookmarks you would have thought that he would have gone to his computer quick and been like okay I've got to check through this stuff you know um but yeah so not only is Lucas always on Peyton's webcam, but it's like Nathan used to be as well. Brothers do think alike, I guess. <laughs> well, right at the beginning, it's um, uh, it's Peyton just admits she just got dressed in front of that camera, and then all of a sudden, um, Lucas is in bed with no, like no clothes on, <laughs> with my nipples. Yeah, with your with your nipples on him. Okay, so. This doesn't actually really get resolved, does it? It doesn't end resolved, really. So, Haley says to to Nathan, you know, I made it very clear to you that I'm one person and I've given you my heart and I I Mm. love you and I've told you all of that. But I I can't be Peyton. I can't be those people. I'm not like that. And he Mm. tries to say, I don't want you to be like them or like that. I want you to be you. That's why I you know why we're together why i love you and so on and so forth but she doesn't seem to accept it and can't really take it take it in from him so um she leaves and it's kind of for me it's put them in a weird situation and um of are we going to go into the final episode of them not really being a couple anymore and then nathan doing something stupid like um sleeping with someone else Mm. I, I kind of think he's gonna go. Well, fine, go out, get drunk with the 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 basketball team or with Tim or something like that, and, and then sleep up. with Nikki, someone like that, or or probably Peyton. Oh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. Haley Haley would inevitably catch them and find out, and then he'll have to spend all of season two trying to apologise. Mm, okay, okay. I thought okay. we were on a break. <laughs> Eighteen pages, front <laughs> and back. What well, is? Uh, is there any any other uh, scenes that we've missed out with um, Haley and Nathan? I think we've kind of touched on them all, haven't we? Yeah, I think so. The only thing, like for Nathan, is is the bits with his dad and Lucas. And, and their bond getting better. I, I was actually quite surprised that he only managed to get one free throw. Oh, and he missed... Well, he missed the second one because Dan was like, bend your knees, Nathan. He's he like, I just his, made it. So he yeah. changed his stance and then he missed it. So it's actually because Dan put the pressure on that he missed it. Yeah, it's kind of proving the think, point oh, that he doesn't need to change his, you know, style. Yeah, he doesn't need miss. that. Yeah, and and also they're exhausted. So like I I've I've done training sessions before uh, for like 
So I was about to say proper basketball teams because our basketball team, we like when we do our training, we just we just play around and just um, play our own little games. Like the point is, is that it's zero pressure in our team. But for like typical basketball teams where it is quite high pressure, it is exhausting. Like by the time you've done all of your suicide sprints and everything else, you can barely like lift your arms to, to like lift the ball. So it's uh, it's not surprising. But also to hit 10 free throws in a row is really difficult. Like I've tried that before and I've got to like eight as like a, wow, that's amazing. I'm like super happy with that. I can even imagine trying to get to 10 and that's eight with, you know, lots of attempts in between of getting to like four and then missing the fifth one. Like that's a crazy feat. Like how long, how long have they got the the sports hall for how long have they got the gym for because that's going to take hours to get like 10 people through that but that's commitment yeah absolutely and and it's the kind of it's the pressure and the level that dan is going to put on them and expect and i think they're going to play their game i i think they'll win but it'll come close to them losing and it might take a little bit of wisdom from whitey on the phone or by video link or something (laughs) stupid like that to say this is what needs to happen let them play their natural game they they know what they're doing as a team there's only certain bits that we need to add in here and there but these they don't need to be punished they're they're good you know ball players they don't need anything that he's bringing to it you know well let's move on from there then into dan and whitey because we can probably cover them kind of together uh, so I know that you loved all of this, the Dan and Whitey interactions. Tell me about it. Uh, it was all brilliant. Just the, the the finding out that Whitey has to have an operation and he's going to miss the first playoff game. How many playoff games do they play? Uh, I don't know. It depends how many teams are in there. Okay. All right. So it, it, he knows he's going to miss the first one anyway because he has to have an eye operation. Um, which, you know, I hope all goes well. It's really important. <laughs> His doctor says he can't put it off any longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lucas is the first one to say, oh, look, you know, if you need anything, let us know, and, you know, we'll support and help out. Which is why, really he nice. says, why he says he wants his youth back. I just want my youth back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is where Dan comes to visit, doesn't he, and says... Um, I hear you're having an operation and that this is one of my favorite lines from the episode is, is in that scene. I'll, I'll save it till the end when we do our judgments. I, I know what, I know what line it is. But yeah. <laughs> there's, there's two from the interactions between them that I absolutely loved. Um, but it, there's a lot of to and fro in between them. Um, basically saying, you know, I, Dan saying, I'm, I want to be the coach. Um, and him saying over my dead body, and then Dan does his usual thing and goes behind everyone's back and goes to the athletic yeah, the board or yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, committee or something, yeah. And and makes himself available as the, the coach for Whitey's um, kind of missing game. There's no sort of police check involved. He just seems to be allowed in. What? what yes, but also, firstly... Um, coach McKellum was going to do it from the, you know, the junior varsity coach. Basically the big message from this episode is coach McKellum fucking sucks. Yeah, he's <laughs> shit. 
like he he's only won five games this season and one of them was a forfeit (laughs) (laughs) what a fucking loser (laughs) which is harsh um but yeah so dan gets involved and uh he's gonna take over and this then leads into all of the the stuff that happens on the court with him overworking the team tim getting getting totally benched and we then get back to dan in the uh into karen's cafe and uh he he speaks to deb and deb gives him his watch back that he'd left on the floor and uh (laughs) He says, well, why do you think I'd want this back? Did you not think that this could have been considered payment? Which is crazy. He's, that was, he's just... That was, that was yeah. such a harsh moment. And I actually wrote that line down as well. Because I was like, oh my God, how is this being allowed to, to be said to her? Like, he's literally just called her a prostitute to her face. That's just unreal. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. super, super harsh. <laughs> and he... Uh, Deb also says, well, Karen's made me her partner. <laughs> and Dan says, oh, I hope you mean in the business. Another it's, one I wrote down. <laughs> it's so quick. It's so funny. Uh, just underhanded comments. And uh, Karen asks if she can speak to Dan. They go to one side and Karen basically has it, has it out with him for the fact that he's been torturing Lucas like this and that He's been, you know, revealing these secrets. And Dan says, well, look, I'm I'm tired of being painted as the evil one, as the devil is taking all of the, the consequences here. Where actually, you know, I'm not solely the person to blame here. You know, I, I can't shoulder all of this weight, which I thought was a really good moment because actually what we now know is that's true. And he did want... Uh, joint custody and you know he is a, a douchebag in his own right but not in this case perhaps yeah um absolutely he's he's kind of still being that douchebag but he's he's doing it in a way that is actually i'm not always in the wrong so you've made out all this all this time that i've been in the wrong and that i'm the person that can't be trusted but actually i've already proven that you can't um and you know you're kicking off at me because your son has found out the truth and your son needs needs to hear the truth i mean obviously to karen um and it's about time that he starts fighting his own battles why you always sticking up for him but i really like the fact that he's now deeper into their life by being the coach and i think you know that might have been his plan all along when he when he appeared in the raven's jacket um and he saw them both doing their sprints or whatever in in the hall i thought that is kind of a little glimpse either into the future or into a future that he wants he wants to be their coach he wants to be Mm. the the replacement for whitey he'll kind of leave the car sales thing running he'll have you know someone manage that for him and and keep that going and he will be the new coach of the basketball team how would you feel about that though because that would imply no whitey it would imply that whitey retires um i hopefully he stays in the show but i i think he might he might retire 
maybe sooner rather than later you know when we get into the the second series i'm not sure as a as a as a you know the the coach that he is that it's got that longevity i think we'll kind of get down managing this playoff it'll go really well it'll be like a super high scoring game and he'll get the praise even though nathan's just out to beat him yeah he's trying to erase dan from the record books yeah so nathan pushing the team and and getting lucas fear and and getting them to that point will um make dan look good but it's actually, you know, Dan, Dan will take the, the plaudits for, away from the youngsters that have put it together and really gone for it, which is a shame. But I also, I, I th- if things were going to go the other way in terms of his relationship with Lucas, he would bench Lucas and let Nathan be the star. But I don't think he's mm-hmm. going to do that. I think you, you never know. He might actually do it the other way around and bench Nathan and let Lucas run the show. Hmm interesting (laughs) interesting interesting well continuing on interesting things and uh this is kind of weaving into deb but deb doesn't have that much to do in this episode so this this might also tick her off but uh off of our list i mean so deb gets some uh, mail at the cafe she gets the divorce papers she says to karen she's surprised that she feels sad at signing them actually and uh, but once they're signed and filed, then their divorce is final and it's done. Now, when she flips over to sign it, I had to freeze frame because I needed to see the money that's exchanging hands. I already knew that you would have done the same. Am I right? <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> so how much money can, uh, was Deb getting out of this divorce? So it was it was 12 grand in cash wasn't it at the top of the little column then it was 450 grand in like cash and bonds yeah like capital or something maybe or and then there was and there there was a bit at the bottom as well that i couldn't i can't remember now there was another 120 grand on top of that yeah so it was like it was over half a million so she's getting a, a fair whack there's a half of Christina Millian. Yeah. <laughs> so. oh, is that the money from the the car lot? There? I don't is know. That... Or or is it saying, do they have to sell the house or something? Because surely that house is worth more than that. Like That house is like massive. Yeah. Or they've got two property. I don't know. I mean, it looked like as if that was property not, invol- not even involved. Like yeah. that, that he'd keep the beach house, she'd keep that house. And there's, you know they're splitting a a million i guess if that's her half but i was thinking you're gonna take half a million and you're gonna work in the cafe and just living it up yeah Uh, and she was already fairly wealthy anyway wasn't she yeah she's come from a wealthy family hasn't she because that's how dan's got to where he is Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that that surprised me that she was getting so much but yeah fair play to her fair play to deb oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) that pretty much sums up dan uh, and deb i guess so what is your prediction for dan and deb going forward well it looks like deb's got a slight bit of regret doesn't it about this 
divorce. She's like sad about it now. She's lost her husband, which you know, at, to to be fair, is actually her choice. She wanted that to happen, um, and she's kind of lost Nathan as well. So it just might feel like to her everything's kind of crumbling down. So she'll either reconsider. Although she signed it, didn't she? She did sign it. So I think she's going to post it. I think that's definitely going to happen. But there's got to be a, a moment of what's next. And I, I don't think being partners with Karen is going to be enough. So there's, there, mm. there needs to be something more in her life. Um, so another business or, you know, something like that. Something more has got, got to come from it. So I think she's going to be on some sort of weird venture next do you think she would turn into like a cougar and start hanging out at the river court trying ha- <laughs> hanging around trying, tim <laughs> tr- trying to find young men yeah <laughs> i've got i've got 11 dollars <laughs> Sk- skills mouth yeah. they could all be in trouble <laughs> my bathroom needs cleaning <laughs> or like you said That'll... pipes need a clean oh, God. <laughs> Do your pipes need cleaning? I have rubber gloves. Oh, God. <laughs> um, but as for Dan, I'm not really sure. I think with people saying that they're leaving and things like that, Dan is in this world of, like, for me, it's just in this world of, like, well, where do we go next? And clearly the coaching thing is his passion. That's where he wants to be. So I think it's going to be... The, the next episode will be the game. It's going to be the, the game. And then it's going to be Lucas's like, I played the game. That's it. I'm done. I'm not coming back. I'm, see you later. And he's going to go off and do Lucas-y, squinty-eyed things with Keith. Um, and I think Dan is going to want to be like deeply involved in that. It might even be Dan that convinces him not to go. You never know. Well, you do. Uh, I don't <laughs> Are you surprised that Lucas is sort of giving up on his basketball dreams so easily? You know, something that he he fighted, he fought so hard to get into that team, went through all of the hazing, and it's kind of like he's just letting that go. If he, if he is to go, if he is to move, of course. For a big part of it, it's almost as if it, it wasn't really his dream. It was Keith's dream. For, for for him to to compete because he was good enough, um, but then he he really started to get into it, didn't he? And and loved it and enjoyed it. So I I don't know. I'm I'm surprised that like when he had the accident and he couldn't use his shoulder, he was desperate to get back into the game. So suddenly deciding to leave the game, I I don't know where we're we're going to go with that you know is he going to transfer or is he still going to play and come back for the games I I don't know it's not likely that Whitey would let him travel that distance for training and stuff like that and it it doesn't seem feasible so yeah I'm not too Mm. sure what's going to happen with the whole basketball thing I think he needs Mm. to play that he needs to play the game that Dan is coaching and then that's that might be his like goodbye game Mm. okay we will see my friend <laughs> so where should we go next should we go into the the Peyton Peyton Brooke Jake Jenny Nikki situation yeah let's let's go in with all of that paint the picture my friend we've kind of covered Peyton and Brooke at the beginning after the Lucas interaction because Brooke 
barely says anything in this one other than when they're in the mall. So, mm-hmm. um, and we mentioned it earlier where Peyton says, "Oh, she's talking to me now. Will she go shopping with me?" <coughs> I'm <Sorry>. hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry. I haven't even seen it. I'm really looking forward to that. Is that like miles away? Are you never going to tell me? Yeah, it's a long time away. Oh, okay, we're going to get to like episode nine, uh, um, season nine, episode 22 or something. It's just going to be there. I'm like, what? I've waited three and a half years for this. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Um, So Peyton then says let's go shopping and she's like yeah let's go shopping and then in the next scene they're pushing around um jenny in the pram not just like bullying her they're like pushing her around in a pram and she's like oh sorry i had to bring jenny i'm kind of doing jake a favor and this that and the other and brooke's like yeah it's fine and they're looking through different shop windows and let's go and look at cds or let's you know try an lingerie and i'll tell you how fat i am and Peyton's like you're not fat at all don't be ridiculous and she's like I know I just like hearing it it was all a bit silly but as soon as they stood at that window and turned the pram around I'm thinking why Why have they done that who would do that that's so at irresponsible that nobody would it's do ru- that it's rule number one you keep the pram in front of you at right? all times where you, where you can see at all times at all so, times like, yeah, it was definitely an odd angle of, hey, I'm just going to point this baby over here while I look the complete opposite direction. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to be involved in looking at babies while I'm looking at panties. And then uh, we, tu- we turn around and uh, and who's there? The manipulative biatch that is Nikki is there. Uh, I reckon before she was there, Peyton was like, what's that? What's that smell? <laughs> That's like skankor. It smells like skankor. <laughs> He's skanky. It's, it's so, it smells wet and dry at the same time. <laughs> How is that? It smells like sex in here. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like chlamydia. What is that? <laughs> oh god! It's got like a like a tinny taste to it. I'm, I'm not... <laughs> Someone just went to the doctor's office. Yeah. So, <laughs> Nikki arrives and uh, and and has Jenny. She has our friend Grace in in her in her arms and uh, and says, "Well, you're not watching now. I'm going to take my daughter shopping," um, and just and just walks off with her. Now, I I this part infuriates me. Infuriates me. Like, as in, obviously, because Nikki's stealing the baby. Of course, that would infuriate anybody. But it infuriates me, Peyton's behavior of how did you lose her? There's two of you. She's holding a baby. She can't be going that fast. I know this for a fact now, personally. I had zero experience of babies before the last couple of weeks. And, you know, I'm still incredibly new at this. But I know that you can't run with a child with a baby. Or you can, but it doesn't feel safe. And I haven't tried. I haven't been out on the treadmill, Dom, with the baby. Just like, oh, yeah, I can do this. Yeah, put it up to a nine. Let's go. Let's get a sweat on. No, it doesn't happen. So instantly I thought, if this was happening, uh, and, you know, Nikki Skankor picked up my baby, instantly, uh, this sounds terrible, but this is what I would do. Grab her hair from the back of her scalp, and I'd hold that so tight, Dom so tight it's almost ripping off in my hand Jesus. and i'd say i'd say listen 
Do not move. Give me the give me the child. Give me give me the child now. <laughs> My name is Colonel. Say it. Say it. Okay, Colonel. Right. Give me the child. Gives me a child. Slide her into a headlock. You love Noogie. a headlock. Noogie now. Well, who's holding um, the child I... while you're doing that? Peyton. I say, Peyton, I'm disappointed in you. Hold hold her. Don't you take your eyes off of her. <laughs> Call me Colonel. Call me Colonel. Yes, Colonel. Okay. I'm hungry. Later, we'll get a pretzel. <laughs> Go back. Nathan's up there looking at pictures of you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, with Gary. Yeah. In the pretzel stand. And I'm just, I'm Nuki and Nicky. And I say, listen, you even try and get custody of this child. This is what you're going to get. <laughs> fuck, now fuck off. <laughs> well handled, my friend. Well handled. She won't come back. You won't smell that skank anymore. I'm not going to Savannah. I'm going home. That's where I'm going. Because <laughs> I handled my business. I'm going ha- to be putting my feet up. And I'm gonna know, know that that bitch ain't coming around no more. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but that's not what happened. What did happen, Dom? Um, she realised that she didn't have her cell phone to phone Jake. Had a little panic. Um, that she went into a shop as well. Why don't you just stand outside the shop door? Just wait. So as yeah. if there's like a back exit, mm. or if any of the staff would use it. If any member of, uh, like, if a customer came up to me and said, oh, can I use your, like, back exit? I'd be like, no, <laughs> you absolutely can't. <laughs> <laughs> that is not policy. That is definitely not allowed. We're not insured for that. <laughs> but thank you for your custom today. Yeah, please turn around and walk out the front door. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> also, is that your baby? <laughs> yeah, I think um, it doesn't smell like you. <laughs> This baby smells, you know, clean and and lovely. And you smell, I don't know, what is that, syphilis? <laughs> it smells like something's falling off of you, love. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you know, like an alien. If you cut the alien, their blood is acid. Acid, yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to go any further with Let's that. Just leave that there. I was going. Let's leave that there. <laughs> but she she manages to use a phone from like a little, like uh, what would you call it? It's not like a market stall. It's like a market stall within a mall. It it says um, like free to use for one call. Like, yeah, one like local please help call. yourself for one one local call. And she phones mm. Karen's cafe and speaks to Karen. Ask for Jake. Jake's clearly not busy. He's probably doing the dishes or something like that. It's like Peyton. He's at work. He's busy. He's got his. He's like knee deep in shit right now. I'm blocking the toilet um, <laughs> because like some skanks have come in and you know well blocked it. And he's he's got things to yeah. do. He can't be coming and answering the phone call every two minutes to you. Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. oh you oh you lost you lost Jenny. Right. Oh, okay. I'll get him to come to the mall. Yeah, he, yeah, fine. He can he can leave his shift early. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Me and Deb can handle things. Yeah, we'll be fine. That's no problem. You know, I'm not. He's not getting paid. Simple. He's not getting paid. Yeah. Enough of him getting paid while not working. We're not. We're not a fucking charity, Peyton. Okay. You know. We know. Jake, you know those know tips you... you got today. They're mine now. I'm taking them back. We know that you're hungry, but guess what? 
We're hungry too. We're hustlers. We need the dough. I'll go find that baby. <laughs> but they get the police. Jake, they get the police involved. They do. I think Jake the gets there before the police. They're not that bothered though, are they? Well, they, he gets there. Jake gets there, and I couldn't tell if this was a police officer or a security guard. That's like, okay, calm down. And Jake's like, calm down. Oh yeah, everything's gonna be okay. But and then Nikki arrives with Jenny. They have a little discussion about custody, and uh, you know, Nikki kind of plays the. I think it is a police officer because Jake later says, "Oh, he how she played the cop." Yeah, he, that's he's, how she would play the judge in the. He's got he a went to court. police badge on, and he's got like PD on his collar. Okay, little he's... badge. <laughs> he doesn't seem concerned enough, in my opinion. But anyway, they. Um, Nikki says, oh, I just took my daughter shopping and on the carousel. And I was thinking, so you'll just take anyone on that carousel, will you? <laughs> no, do you know what? I was thinking exactly the same thing. <laughs> you just can't get enough, can you? you just, she's on there with Jenny. Hey, Jenny, this is carousel. Um, oh, you see that horse over there with the stain? That's when I was there with Lucas. <laughs> oh, um, God. <laughs> you know. Jesus Christ. And I just remember, I just imagine all the people like that are surround, you know, walking around the carousel just suddenly, oh God, what's it coming <laughs> off the carousel? Because oh they're God, spinning, so... she's like wafting it around the mall. <laughs> Constantly. There's an evacuation. Just a so... continuous waft. From... <laughs> Somebody let off a stink bomb? <laughs> God, this is certainly one person, one cast member that we couldn't invite onto the podcast. Definitely not. She's probably lovely in real life. She's <laughs> probably incredibly, incredibly lovely, incredibly clean, smells amazing. It's just she's acting so well in this that she's made us think that she has a pungent odour about her. She looks smelly. It's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, they get they that sort of deals with itself. It, it develops later that between Peyton and Jake, and they having the conversation we kind of alluded to already that if it was to go to court, it was going to cost Jake a fortune. He's going to it would put his family through a lot. She would probably win. They usually side with the birth mother, which is crazy. I mean, but he's then saying, well, he she's manipulative. She could manipulate the courts. Um, he's got a cousin in Savannah. It might be that he, he just rolls out. Um, I really like the name of Savannah. <laughs> I like that. Like, call, your yes. next, call your next baby Savannah. What's to say that the current baby's not called Savannah? Well, I I know the current baby's name, oh, yes. and it's not Savannah. Right. <laughs> it's close. I mean, it's it begins with the same letter. We'll go that far. Yeah, and it's but not Simon. Before it's not think. Simon Junior. <laughs> Little Junior. Uh, okay, so, but Peyton, well, Jake first says, "I'm I'm not mad at you, Peyton. I'm just what Dom." disappointed do you know why because you lost my child you silly oh. silly bitch <laughs> <laughs> do 
true but also it's an incredibly obnoxious thing to say like as in yeah you can say that but it's, that's what you say to a, a child you say that to a child i'm not mad i'm just disappointed that you swallowed the legos and now you gotta poop them out you know like not um you know to someone that lost your baby you can just say what were you thinking like yes i'm i'm what i am mad but i'll get over it you made a mistake we learned from things Every, everyone's okay at the end of the day she didn't mean to do it there was no you know bad intention there she was actually doing jake a favor you know it was just an accident but he has every right to be mad but you, you get over it you know because everyone was all right yeah, uh, he, he got Jenny back in the end, didn't he? It's not as if Nikki just went, right, mine now, and walked off. Because that, that would yeah. have created a, a bigger situation, I suppose. And I understand that, you know, there's a big legal battle impending, but, you know, maybe Nikki doesn't have the money to fund it. We, we, we literally mm. know nothing about her situation from, from these episodes that she's been in. So it might all just be threat. And if she can mm. threaten that and nothing happen, then fine. But... When it gets to the suggestion of, um, like, I've got a way out for you from Peyton, mm-hmm. and he goes, mm-hmm. she literally says, you know, I've got a way you could go and, and, and get and get out of here and get out of it. And he's like, whoa, 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 slow down, whoa, 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 slow down. Like, she's barely said anything. Calm yourself that down, really, mate. really annoyed me as well. Oh. It's like, whoa, 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 slow down. I mean hang on, you were the one talking reckless, you were the one talking about just dusting out, and then Peyton's just said, well, you know, maybe there's a way my my dad could help, or I could help hook you up with my dad that can and he's acting like as if this is, she, he's being pressured into it by her and I'm yeah. like thinking, Jake what, who are you? <laughs> What's happened to you in these last few episodes? You used to be so you, sort of wise and grounded drinking your water and lime slice in a strip club (laughs) (laughs) but he said but she says you can you can hitch a ride to savannah it has to go in the morning go with her dad um and that would be a better way because nikki wouldn't be able to track him through his car so there'd be sort of no trace which I thought was a pretty good idea. Sounds good. And then that we get the the scene at like the dock or pier or whatever you'd call that. And um, they're getting on the tiny boat, which I assume takes them to the bigger boat, right? Because I was thinking it's going to be a long trip, it's like some <laughs> life of pie situation out in the ocean. This is rowing with a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh. There's a little kiss. It was that was so awkward, wasn't it? Did you find it awkward? Okay. I found it incredibly he, he awkward. But do you think it was supposed written to be awkward, or are you saying you think it was acted awkwardly? Oh no, I think it's written to be awkward. I think that she okay. she goes to kiss him, he doesn't know what's going on, and goes goes for like a like almost a proper kiss, and she sort of like pulls away, and 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 that's it. Um. Uh, meanwhile baby jenny's just there like eh, <laughs> in the middle um and they have a little like hug don't they and then then he that's it he passes his stuff over to peyton's dad like his guitar and his bag and 
climbs on. He's got very, very minimal luggage for someone who has a baby. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> he's got enough nappies in that bag. <laughs> they'll they'll have all of that on the boat. Of course, they've you, got that on the boat. You 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 must go everywhere with a bag now. Do you or have to actually? Have... Don't like. I just go nowhere. Oh, or go nowhere. Yes, I suppose we're locked, stay locked in now, aren't we? Oh, I didn't even mean that. Even if we weren't, just stay in the house until they're twelve. Then <laughs> start going places. <laughs> There's too many Nickies out there, Dom. <laughs> yes. Too many too many scancores. Too many scancores. Don't bring them I in. Only, Simon I Jr. Can only, I can only put two in a headlock at any one time, <laughs> you know? And there's always the possibility that the stench could overpower me. Oh, absolutely. Especially if there's two Nickies. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know. Damn, I never well, considered that. <laughs> Well, well I, I I wish you to be more thoughtful, Dom. If anything, I'm disappointed. Oh, <laughs> I well. jaked you. <laughs> That's a new phrase. I jaked you, but... and then I got on a boat <laughs> and left. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I went full life of pie in this bitch. <laughs> Going to Savannah. Jenny, um, you have to be a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I so where 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 do we where where was oh the the other bit we're missing with Peyton is right at the beginning she uh, gets dressed in front of her webcam when with and her dad comes in and she's like oh god I got dressed in front of my webcam it was like yeah I just, just saw imagining <laughs> us. I, I saw Nathan, Nathan and Lucas taking screenshots down the street. <laughs> yeah, in this day, them up for the files. In this in this day and age, it would um, it would flag up or notify you that someone's taking a screenshot, something like that, wouldn't it? Mm. In that day Lucas, and age, not so much. Lucas, Lucas Scott, Lucas Scott, Lucas Scott, just like constant. <laughs> yeah, has logged in. <laughs> Lucas Scott, Nathan's got. Lucas Scott, Nathan's got. Yeah, mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so does that pretty much wrap up all of them? Like Peyton, Brooke, all of them? Is that kind of every, is that all of that? Yeah, the, Brooke tried to help out. Um, got the security guard, got the police, I suppose. Or the security security got the police. They're like, all the exits are covered. So if she hasn't left yet, she won't get out. <laughs> it's like, what does that even mean? You fucking idiot. Um, I think that's that's pretty much it. And that Peyton and Lucas's moment towards the end of the episode where he comes in and uh i mean yet again people just walking into that house Mm -hmm. without you know even thinking about it going straight upstairs and she's there webcam on lying on her bed um and he says oh hey uh you know how you doing she's like i've got stuff going on like oh okay fine we're gonna be we're gonna be moody painting are we um he's like look yeah i just came to apologize i need to be a better person you know, uh, I see you around. I see you around. I see you around. Mm-hmm. Just at that, I see you around. He's keeping it cool, and then he leaves. But she's just sort of kind of like, hmm, what's going on? And then just gets back to being a being a, a mess in a heap on her bed, I suppose. With her trainers on, probably. Oh, he, when she was he... putting her trainers on, when she was talking to her dad as well, and she put her foot on the bed. It's like fucking put your put your foot down. Don't. Why are your trainers in your bedroom anyway? Take them off when you come in. 
Leave them downstairs. Downstairs. Stop walking around on the carpet with your smelly shoes on. You could have walked in some sort of dog shit, and you've now spread that around the entire house. What is wrong with you? What you is wrong with Nick- you? You were near Nicky earlier. More than certainly, you trod in something that some sort of goo that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's on the stairs, some Peyton. Kind of goo. <laughs> icky icky goo. Icky icky goo. Oh god. I don't like sand. <laughs> Gets everywhere. This is a reference to our very first podcast we did on Smart House and we were talking about Star Wars, the prequels, and Hayden Christensen's delivery of I don't like sand. <laughs> and then Dom thinking we were talking about Jar Jar Bink saying icky icky goo. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So, okay, the final part of this... Well, well, firstly, what's your prediction for Jake? Do you think that's it? We're not going to see him again? Or uh, what? I actually think he's Nicky's going to put out, like, a... Get a warrant put out for his arrest for kidnap. Wow. <laughs> I'm guessing by the surprise in your face that doesn't happen, but <laughs> that's what I would well, do. Like, I'd be like, he's actually kidnapped this child and fucked off without without any prior warning. So we either need to put him down as a, a missing person or we need to put a, a kidnap warning out there. Wow. Do you think... So Jake could potentially get arrested? Yeah. But also, um, the mum and dad are surely going to go, oh, where's he gone? Or like, they've, like they're not going to have any communication with their, with their cousins or their nephews and nieces or whatever. Because it's his cousin, so surely, surely yeah, they so communicate on his... some level. It's his mum, mum or dad's brother or sister's children. Kid. Yeah, know. yeah. So, yeah. Someone's okay. going to know where he is. Like, I think Nikki's going to be coming around knocking on the door, going, "Where is he? Where is he?" And they're they're not going to know. We probably never see Jake's parents, but it's going to be she's going to be knocking on Peyton's door, going, "Where the fuck's he gone?" And Peyton, like, "What are you talking about?" And she's going to know that Peyton knows really, um, somehow, and is going to try and get out of her. And she'll probably like keep it quiet. Might end up in another fight. Um, but I, yeah. everyone's putting Nikki in headlocks. Yeah, <laughs> I think Nikki would win that fight against Peyton. Mm. It should smash her up if she doesn't have you know loads of friends around her to help. Mm. She looks scrappy. Lucas Scott coming to the defense of his women, but wait. <laughs> What about the stain on the carousel, Peyton? Oh, God. <laughs> Wafting. <laughs> so, okay. So the final part of this, then, is Karen and Keith. Oh, boy. So I think we've spoken about all of the major beats, except for when Keith comes to visit Karen and says, Hey, what the hell? Um, you told this lie and uh, like we've alluded to earlier in the podcast Karen saying well would that have changed anything does that make you know Dan any any more of a, a good person or whatever and Keith says well it colours it differently I may have had a different opinion of my brother um, and Karen says well I you know you are his brother there was always that chance that you would like side with him you know and keith's like offended by that saying i thought you'd know me better than that karen you know as in that 
he would always side with what he thinks is right, I think is what he was sort of implying, you know, that whether it's his brother or her or not, you know, that he goes with what what he believes to be the, you know, the right choices. And uh, I think he has every right to be furious. And then he also, we uh, just skip ahead, uh, just as I get it all of the exposition out and then we'll do what we'll talk about it. But when we get to the end, he says, you know, I've never said this before, but um, what what was in this for me? You got what you wanted out of it. Lucas got what he needed out of it. And I'm grateful for having the relationship with Lucas and, and with you. But you both got everything you needed. What about me? What did, what did I get? And I thought, that's right, Keith. That's right. What what did you make of this, Dom? I, I thought it, this is about fifteen episodes too late. This conversation. I'm so glad that he had it though, and he said what he had to say, and and he's kind of at that point of going, I'm moving on, and I'm at a, you know you've just set me into a little rage and. You've had, I've I've done everything for you guys. I've I really wanted you guys to have a happy, comfortable life where you've been looked after, and I've I've come and fixed things around the house, and I've come and done this, and I've done that, and I, I I've supported you guys through everything, and it's like you've, you've you lied about one little aspect that is now throwing that all back in my face. I could have been su- still supportive and always looked after you, but could have had a better relationship with my brother, and you've it feels like you've ruined that you made that decision you made that choice to to not tell me that so that i didn't think my brother was a better person or a decent person that's that's bad so bad and and so selfish yeah so I, I, selfish i've always sort of seen karen as this you know like doing the best thing for everyone kind of person and, and it's this episode that we kind of find out she she kind of wants to keep her people close and keep Dan looking like the bad guy all the time. And actually, we're starting mm. to find out that she's a little bit of the bad guy. She's a little bit vindictive. Yeah. Like, she's not innocent in this. And, uh, and then, do you know what really annoyed me as well? They're in the middle of this really heated conversation, like, like, and important. Like, Keith is giving out his heart for the first time in however many, you know, 18, however many years. And then Lucas comes in and he knocks and he's like, can I come in? And Karen's like, yeah, yeah, come in. I'm not doing anything important. Just come in. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. We're not, nothing. Yeah, how, how you doing? It's just like, <laughs> the, the, the hell? You're having, yes, important to talk to Lucas Shaw, but you are having a very important conversation, Karen. Maybe this is the behavior that's got you into this situation. Oh, exactly. You selfish bitch. <laughs> well, I actually, I actually thought Karen was going there to make amends and say, look, I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm massively screwed up. Please don't go. I want you to stay and, and try and build mm. something from that. But it turned into a, uh, what does it matter? Dan hasn't changed it. You know, what, why does it matter what I've done? Uh, and it became a, a defense thing, didn't it? And then he walks in and, uh, Lucas walks in and is kind of like, uh, can I interrupt? I just want to let you know that, you know, I understand why you did what you did. I get it, but I've made a decision on the back of that and I'm going to go with Keith. Like, mm. and it kind of, it's, it's very reflective of Deb's situation now though, isn't it? Uh, I think the next episode will be anyway for Karen in that she's lost a Scott 
man and a Scott son. Mm. They're both they're both in that boat now. They're both just wild spinsters going out, <laughs> out and crazy. Down the river court, yeah. Cougars looking for the young men. Hey, mouth. <laughs> Lock up mouth skills, junk, Fergie. Yeah, they're coming. The Cougars up. are coming. Okay, so it's yeah, that's good, and that's good. So that's your prediction. Yeah, I think Keith and I think Keith will definitely go. Um, but there has to be because I, th- I think he has to go to his new job I think we have to see him in his new job at some point and um, imparting wisdom he's probably you know more of a life coach isn't he really than a than a teacher which is what he's going to do but um, I think we need to see him in that he's got to be like suited up at some point as like Mr. Scott you know on his first day and then he's then he's teaching motor mechanics isn't he so probably greased mm-hmm. up from then on <laughs> and i think lucas going like i said we need to see him at this playoff game that dan's in charge of um maybe it's dan that convinces him not to go because he needs him to train or something like that i'm not sure but it'd be interesting to see him go as well um and with karen i think she's going to be i think she's just going to be like a soppy mess in the next episode mm, the finale yeah yeah, I think she's okay. going to feel like she's losing everyone. Uh, um, I mean, um, what's his name? Peyton's dad. Larry. La- Larry is like, oh, do you mind if I like start dating Lucas's mom? So, so that's going to be in there. We haven't mentioned that. Um, and Peyton's like shrugging it off, like, yeah, is what it is. Um, so I, I, th- I think it's going to make things awkward for Larry because. I kind of think Karen's going to be one of these people that would just talk about um, Keith all the time. Oh, me and Keith used to do this. Me and Keith used to do that. Oh, yeah, Keith did that with Lucas. And and Larry's going to go, you clearly love him. So why did you do nothing about it? But And she'll be like, no, 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 I, I like you. I like you. And I'd, it's just going to be a weird relationship with them, I think. <laughs> or she'd make him like a Keith replacement and be yeah. like, hey, Larry. Can you just hang around for the next like seventeen years? We we'll have no romantic relationship, but every now and again there'll probably be a leaky tap. If you can come and fix that. That'd be great. I'll give I, you a free coffee every now and again at the cafe. I bought yeah, you a, a pair of Timberlands. <laughs> I hope you like them. <laughs> They're really good for basketball, Larry. Yeah. <laughs> On concrete. Make sure you do that. Free Tims, I'll take them. <laughs> free Tims. <laughs> okay, well, but before we get into like our judgments and everything, um, I think that a, a lot of like the feedback that we've been getting from listeners is that it's uh, they like all of our personal touches into it, and so there is another One Tree Hill podcast that has just started, another one which I get it. It's a great show. We all love it. We all want a podcast on it. We don't have the monopoly on podcasting, One Tree Hill Dom. It's it's not our property. It is. Okay. And we do. <laughs> so the people that have gone before us, that's fine. We we accept and we love. We love them all. And and we're, we're Well good we love well, we and love we, two of them. And we well, yeah, we're good and we're good friends. Um but anyone who's come after, no, no, no stop <laughs> cease and desist immediately but the, no it's uh, fine i'm kidding i'm kidding it's fine you know free free world and all that I suppose 
<laughs> but what sets us apart from and what sets every podcast apart from other others is us you know in that our our own personal stories and, and what we're bringing to it and i think one of the most important segments that we have of course is our high flyers segment um and so i think we should try to you know share more uh, it doesn't have to necessarily be high flyers stuff but continuing to share like our own stories and things to make it a bit more you know as personable as it can be and with that being said i have one that's kind of related ish to uh maybe not this episode but maybe just to one tree hill in in general can, can i share one with you dom absolutely please do so when i went to college i made friends with some people in the dorms in the first year we we're all into video games that was it really just that one common denominator and that was about as deep as the friendships ran i kind of did my own thing and i actually used to go home on the weekends to spend time with my friends from back home a luxury of not living too far from the college yeah these these aren't close friends these are like people that you happen to live with and happen to get on with at the time but they're not they're not they're not like lifers are they tell any or tell anything to (laughs) so i ended up living with them in my second and third year of college we came from very different backgrounds they were very privileged and came from privileged families and privileged upbringing i was slash am privileged too i guess but theirs was next level in fact several levels and money had very little to do with it apart from when it was used to make me feel small but it was the vibes. There were negative vibes surrounding these people that I'd explain a little bit more as we go further. With that being said, people are privileged in different ways, I guess. I've always felt incredibly lucky to have two loving parents, loving wife, etc. And that easily outweighs any monetary value. I guess this is a conversation for a different time. So I felt insecure around these people. I'd never be comfortable like I am with you, Dom, and our listeners to be truly me, to express my love for One Tree Hill or wear my Chad Michael Murray mask. (laughs) And that is a massive signal that perhaps these are not your people, not the people that are going to enhance and better your life. So moving forward, college ends, social media picks up and moves closer towards where we are today, and we all get back in contact, group chats, etc. A few times a year we would get together, play video games, and every time I'd spend a few hours there and instantly feel the insecurities creep back in, and every time I would leave I'd make an agreement internally in my mind, never again. But six months later, there I'd be again, convinced in my mind, these are my college friends, that need and want for acceptance. When I was 28, I started my care service and worked really hard and a mixture of luck, timing, having a master network, a good reputation and a lot of perseverance. It was a success. We actually just celebrated the end of our fifth year, a difficult year, uh, but the before mentioned perseverance continues as it is for all of us during these difficult times. But the reason that I bring this up is because I was showing off about the care service and how it had really taken off to this group of college friends. In hindsight, I understand that this was out of the previously mentioned insecurities and an effort to validate myself, I guess. 
Two of them took a keen interest and wanted to get involved, and they did. One of them was fine, no problems, and in fact he only just left our service last month after working together successfully for over four years. Success. However, the other person caused a lot of drama, upset people, basically it was like I let a fox in my own hen house. As this was all going on, I was coming to the reality that these college friends had very different political views, personal ethical views and generally negative vibes that did not correlate with me. I'm not saying that you can't have friends with opposing viewpoints as you, but these were the type of people that tore each other down for sport and that has never been my vibe. A good example of this, one evening we were out in central London and there was a button to press across the street. Now I have OCD and uh, it's relatively bad. I mean it's a hard thing to measure I guess but I've always been very open about having OCD. I was closest to this button and I made the decision to be vulnerable in that moment, show my true self to them. I did and I explained about my OCD only to be sharply cut off and told just press the fucking button. This is a person I had just let into a care organisation. I wanted him out of the company and he wanted out too as he wanted to be his own boss and didn't enjoy the hierarchy. He thought of himself as the alpha of that friend group so being beneath me in the chain of command at work was not ideal for him. I let him leave and he told me that he was going to operate as a private carer and trade under his name. A week later he had set up a mirror image of my company, he'd even stolen my words from my website, even had Google AdWords directing traffic away from my company towards his. So if people searched the name of of my care organisation it would direct to his. Craziness. It was heartbreaking, painful and stressful. I had to get a lawyer involved to get him to stop. It really affected me and the worst part was that I did it to myself. I was the one that brought him in. It took me the best part of two years to get over it. There was a lot of positives that came out of it though. It pushed me harder to push my organisation further and further to the point that it could not be easily replicated. That to imitate us would take a career's worth of work and energy and most importantly it taught me many lessons. Such as, if your friends make you feel insecure then let them go. There are two types of people in the world. You've got radiators and drains. One warms you up and radiates positive energy and the other drains you of your energy. Stay clear of drains. It's the life rule. Showing off only gets you the wrong type of attention. Humility is key. Humbleness is king. At the time I was young, I was excited, but that was an amazing lesson to learn and I'm glad that it happened early on. These are just a few examples of negative situations endured during these friendships. There are more, uh, a lot that with hindsight I can actually see probably came from a place of envy on their part. They were all very introverted and a bit scared to put themselves out there at that age anyway. I don't know them now to be able to comment on what they're like now. Um, People do change. 
Some people don't change, who knows? Either way, and happily, it's none of my concern. I used to work in the US in my summers and travel afterwards, and though they easily could have done things like that, they never extended out of their comfort zones. I guess you could feel sorry for them in a way at that time, and I guess we all have things going on under the surface, but they continued with this into adulthood, and that was a vibe and an energy that I was not looking to be around anymore. I cut all of these people out of my life. I left it all very amicable with all of them, even the one that tried to emulate my business. I actually reached out to him two years after that drama, and we left it on good terms. But most importantly, they're out of my life. I sometimes think back and think how I wasted 10 years of friendship with them, let them be at my wedding, etc, etc. But then I actually think it just took me 10 years to realise that they're not the kind of people that I want around me. And they are not around me anymore. It's all lessons, it's all learning. I am really fortunate to have a very close and short list of friends, all of which I feel very comfortable with and feel no insecurities with and feel valued and most importantly feel like I can be unapologetically myself like we do on this podcast. So please, everyone, be selective with who you let in your life, in your business, in your atmosphere, as it is in your control and it's important to surround yourself with amazing people as you deserve nothing less. I should go for uh, quality over quantity. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so shall we go to our judgments? Let's do it. But before we do that, if you're interested in our bonus content and finding out about our Patreon, then listen to this. Hello and welcome to 1030 Productions. He just became a raven. Welcome to Prisneyland, fish. Our network is made up of two podcasts. The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast covering each individual episode of the show. And Fox River, a prison break podcast covering each individual episode of the show. All of our podcast episodes are free on all podcast platforms. But if you'd like to support us on our podcast journey, then we have free Patreon tiers with bonus content and ways to connect with us that we would love to share with you. All of our Patreon tiers include all of our podcasts. The first tier, Junior Varsity or The Yard. Get on the train, please. Get on the train. You will receive one week early release on all episodes, Ravens and Fox River, as well as exclusive access to our One Tree Hill monthly bonus episodes, our Prison Break monthly bonus episodes, access to the Mighty 90s movie and TV podcast episodes, and a patron shout-out on the podcast. The second tier, Varsity. Look, I've got an opening in my lineup. Varsity. Chance of a lifetime. What do you say? Or Gen Pop. Pop it off, up in Gen Pop! All of the perks from Junior Varsity and The Yard and join us live on a bonus episode, Ravens or Fox River, to have your say and ask questions, as well as access to monthly Q&A video sessions. And the final tier, Hall of Fame or The Hole. When you call a piece of white trash who couldn't pass the cops exam and now makes less than a mailman. A CO. If there's anyone out there that loves our work this much, then we want to speak with you. So you get all of the previous perks and we will invite you on to co-host an episode of the podcast with us. We appreciate any level of support from you listening right now to any of our Patreon tiers. We love doing this and we appreciate you all. You can find the Patreon link in the description or at ravenshoops.net. Hello.
So Dom, before we go to our judgments, we do need to do some Patreon shout outs. So we have had loads of people joining, uh, which is amazing. So at Junior Varsity Dom, we have April. April, you just became a raven. We have Sarah. Sarah, you just became a raven. We have Jelena. Jelena, you just became a raven. We have Chloe. Chloe, you just became a raven. Tevin. Tevin, you just became a raven. Tammy. Tammy. Tammy, you just became a raven. And Darian. Darian, you just became a raven. And then at varsity so in in our middle tier we have jessica jessica you just became a raven and lauren lauren you just became a raven so thank you so much to everyone there that is signed up and to our other members on patreon it means so much and uh is it's amazing we really appreciate your support and we hope you enjoy the additional content thank you so much Dom, who was your favourite performer of this episode? I'm going to have to give it to Barry Corbin. Ooh, okay. I haven't given it to Barry for so long in terms of uh, 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 an honourable mention. You know, he gets honourable mentions, but he doesn't really get the the full prize. And I, <laughs> I think it's I think it's got to go to him today. Um he always stands out to me anyway and people might think i'm a bit biased by picking him but the the kind of the whole feeling that he had of he's got to go for this operation he doesn't want to lose the team and he felt like he was losing them with dan's involvement and the way that was portrayed and brought across and the and the banter and the to and fro with dan and the, the talking to the kids and just the whole feeling of him in this episode was really like Oh, I, I hope he's back for more. You know, I, I want this to, operation to go well and and quick recovery so that he's back and um and you know winning games again with with this team. And I just thought it, it was acted really really well today. You, you could see that he wanted his youth. Uh, you, you know, which is the 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 comment that he made to Lucas. Um, the back and forth with Dan was was really good. It was close between him and Paul Johansson today, and I, I I've gone with with Barry on this occasion. What about yourself? <laughs> Favourite performer? Yeah, good choice, good choice. Uh, I'm actually going to say Craig Sheffer for Keith. I just, uh, I really felt it when, you know, his his final scene with Karen and, you know, What About Me? And, uh, yeah, really great performance. But good performances all round, for sure. And what about your favourite character of the episode? So Again, this is a really difficult one between Dan and whitey um so i'm gonna i think i'm gonna double up and give it to whitey i think whitey is uh just edged it slightly for me i think the the karen and keith segment of the whole episode is incredibly important and craig sheffer did a fantastic job of that there's one thing i didn't mention about karen when she was talking and she was folding the towels and then when keith when keith kind of storms out she picks up a towel and throws it down that really annoyed me anyway we'll move on from that 
um <laughs> i think um yeah whitey was just like i said before just the retorts he had the feeling he has about the team you kind of see that hurt when dan picks up the playbook some of the lines he had which you know i've noted down were great but uh, i mean dan had some fantastic lines as well which i noted them down as well um it was just for both of them it felt like uh, although they weren't you know the main focus of the episode they had like a great part to play mm. and and your favorite character uh well mine may also be seen as biased but i think <laughs> i think it has to go to lucas for me in this episode he was supportive of nathan got along well with nathan he gave some advice to Haley, which i think was good um and good intentioned anyway uh, he's trying to make up. He's trying to make right and make amends for his mistakes. He's looking to make a new start. He was understanding to Karen uh, eventually. So I think uh, I think he had he travelled the furthest for me. I think in this episode. So I'm going to say Lucas. I actually really enjoyed uh, Lucas in this episode and and his relationship with Nathan. I actually really mm. enjoyed it. It made it a comfortable watch, and him sticking up for Nathan a couple of times. You know, particularly with Haley was really good mm. I, I thought um bethany joy lens did a did a great job in this episode as well she was she plays heartbroken so well <laughs> so, she's, she's a really really great actress for sure yeah. absolutely yeah agree what about your favorite line oh okay so this is where i've got a few written down um <laughs> and well, literally like on my notes here i don't know if you can see that can you see what it mm-hmm. says at the top? Is it the right way around? The soul, the soul patch is gone. Yeah, <laughs> just what it says at the top of my notes. Um, so one of my favourite lines was, uh, "Dan Scott, they haven't even cut me open yet, and you can smell the blood." That was such a yeah. good line when he walks That's in. That's a good one. Um, and then when Dan says, "Oh, I was just leaving a note for you to call me," and Whitey says, "I thought you had to invite vampires in." <laughs> <laughs> that was a great I've, one. I thought you. Have you got more? I've got three more. Yeah, yeah, go, go, go. Because I, got... I thought I thought you were missing one that I was like certain that you were going to love, but oh, okay. you probably have it there. I've got one from Nathan actually, where he says, "Hey, Hales, see a whole afternoon together and nobody threw a punch." That was quite a good line. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then when Dan says to Deb, uh, "Haven't you outworn your welcome yet?" in the cafe, and she says, "No, Karen made me her partner." He goes, "I hope you mean in, bus- in the business." <laughs> and then uh, Peyton to Haley when they're discussing the porn and Haley says uh it's all it's like creepy porn or whatever and Peyton says how creepy like she male midgets <laughs> that that was another one have I missed one I actually I actually thought that 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 line wouldn't fly now I don't think no it wouldn't that, that wouldn't that wouldn't happen now I, d- I don't think it would either but I I kind of put it in as a it's, it's like a risky oh she said that <laughs> yeah 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 like an archaic joke I, you still didn't say the one I thought you was going to say. I thought you were going to say where Dan says, come on, Whitey, you know I know this team. I know every player on this team. And Whitey says, well, you fathered the half of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or your daddy the half of them or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he says you fathered the half of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a great one as well. So which one's your choice? I think I'm going to go for... They haven't even cut me open yet, and you can smell the blood. I'm going to go with that. Their, their first nice. little moment together. Yeah, that's a good one. What, what about um, you, my friend? 
I'm going to say uh, Whitey saying, well, you fathered half of them. I thought that was a good one. And I actually think even uh, Dan liked that moment. So, yeah. What about favourite song? I didn't pay attention to any of the music. Uh, do you know what? On my second watch, on my first watch, I thought, I don't remember hearing any music, so I need to watch it again. And then when I got to the second watch, it was like that there was barely anything really that that was noticeable there was music playing when Peyton had it in her ears um on her headphones and maybe at one other point but I didn't really pay much attention to it so I I've, I've started no um I've say so we we all know that you watch famously you watch the episodes twice um I've started a new thing I've been doing for the last couple of episodes where I watch it once and then I listen to it while walking uh, walking my dog. I listen to the audio. Um, and that actually really helps with hearing the music cues more. And you really like pay attention um, to like the, the score that's undertoning the scenes, um, which is really good. Like the actual, you know, like when there's a bit of like piano that comes in or, or whatever when during a scene, um, the use of music is excellent um there were some meet some songs i was like oh yeah i quite like this i can't remember any of them so let's we'll just should we just move on let's just move on from that shameful admission there (laughs) shameful okay and then uh what about your favorite background performer now i was gonna give it to the police officer because he says call off your dogs but yeah. he, he also has another line. So he is yeah. immediately null and void from this competition because he has yeah. more than one line. So Unfortunately, yeah. maybe the security guard at first, when he says, if, if, you know, if she's still in here, we've got all the exits covered and the police are on their way. Is that too much of a line? Mm. No, that's fine. I think, I, I think I'm going to go with the security guard then. Okay. I've also got one from that period... It's the guy where she says, can I use this phone? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> like he looked like, yeah, he used the phone. And then she thought, oh, the technically she starts walking off and he's like, miss? Yeah, hey, miss? <laughs> so, so maybe what, that counts as two lines. What about I his have assist- a backup. He had like an assistant, didn't he? Uh, the assistant didn't do it for me though, Dom. Oh, okay. I, 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 have, I have a backup though, but they, he, he wasn't on screen. Ooh. So I don't know if it will count, but... Mm-hmm. Who's the backup? Coach McKellen. Oh. <laughs> Maybe an honourable mention to Coach McKellen then. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll take that. I'll, t- I'll take the assistant then, begrudgingly. <laughs> okay. And then last but not least, the precious, precious rating. Will you say it on free? I think we need to set on three. But did you, did your rating change at all throughout the throughout the episode, or like what you had? No, in your head? I was I was pretty solid on what I thought it was. Okay. Um, but on both on the watch and the listen, what about you? Uh, when I finished my first watch, I had a number. When I finished the second watch, it was the same number. And through okay. this episode, it is uh, of us talking. It has stayed the same number. Okay. Okay. Oh, it's right. exciting! <laughs> First rating of 2021. You ready? I am ready for episode 21. Mm. Yeah. Hey. One, two, 
three, nine. Yeah. <laughs> that started happening yeah. more and more often that we actually pick <laughs> the, the same number now. <laughs> yeah, it was big. And it was a good setup for the finale. Uh, well, oh, I hope so. the finale. I'm oh, hoping the finale. I'm hoping the finale is a 10. I'm hoping we're going out with a 10. The so. finales on One Tree Hill be crazy, yo. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait. I can't wait. Nikki's um, like knife fighting with people in the street. <laughs> yeah. Turns in the fight club. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so why was it a nine for you? I, I thought everyone's performance was pretty much like, you know, bang on today on this episode. There was... Um, Peyton was probably the only person and Brooke were the only people that were like themselves as as they normally are you, you know mm-hmm. there, there wasn't really any any change or, or character development other than supporting Jake move on and Jake was kind of the same we didn't really see actually that much of him Um, but we saw so much difference in a lot of these characters we saw Dan has actually tried to be a decent person and is now looking at these two boys as potentially being both his sons and, and feeling quite passionate about that. And there's a moment where Whitey says, this is probably your worst nightmare. Where I actually think Dan is thinking, no, this isn't. This is great. I'm, I'm loving this. This is my this is my two boys. That's kind of the, the vibe I got from that scene. Whitey was just like hilarious and all over it, but really doesn't want to lose his basketball team because it, it's operation. And he's really upset that Dan is going to be taking over because it's kind of his professional adversary isn't it is this person is, has always wanted his position has always wanted whitey off the team because they've had this horrible relationship and he's kind of getting his way you know it might be for one game but he's getting his way and it's just like ah what's happening what's gonna happen <laughs> karen we find out is, is is a little bit um manipulative and and you know withheld information for her own benefit and that and that's that's harsh keith fought back Keith, you know, in the last few episodes has, has grown a pair and they are a big pair and he's coming coming back at you with, with all sorts now and he's like really standing up for himself and that's great and he's saying, you know, I've not not that he's wasted his life but he spent his entire life looking after these people. What, you know, what's in it for me? Great, great to be asking these questions. You know, maybe should have done that 15 years ago but no, fair enough, fair play. Lucas was, was a great character in this episode. Yeah, I really enjoyed him and his relationship with Nathan was great. Haley was, you know, a, a bit overreactive, shall we say, to the, the pornography, hashtag teenage boy. But, um, hashtag the way, clean those pipes. Yeah. <laughs> but the way, it was, the way it was performed was, was brilliant. Um, uh, and she just conveyed heartbreak so well. And then you've got, you know, all the rest of the characters that did such a great job. Um, Deb did really well getting the divorce and being upset by it. And just just everything, everything just seemed to come together and be like, this is building up to to lead us into a great finale of of this season. You know, wh- whether we've got a season two or not, this is this is going to happen. And and I thought it was a brilliant episode. Wow, really well put, my friend. There's nothing I <laughs> can. I, re- I was going to say, have I taken everything away from you? <laughs> no, that's good. There's nothing I can really add. I mean, this is always one that stood out to me as like a favorite. I think um, for a few reasons, there's a lot of basketball in it. Well, without there being a game, but it sets things up really well. I like the idea of Dan in that coach position, and uh, you know, seeing where that's going to go. 
all of the Keith stuff, just all of it is is great. I love it. I love this period of One Tree Hill. Like, I I know that I will probably continue to say this as we go through about whatever season we're covering, but I feel like this really cements to me that season one is my favorite season of all of the seasons. Um, but we'll we'll see. We'll see as we go through. Um, okay, so thank you everybody for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, then please rate, review, subscribe, throw us a rating. We haven't had a rating in a long time. Help <laughs> help us out. Throw some five stars down. Mention Lucas's squint and his soul patch. Blend it in and you will be entered into our face mask competition. You can hit us up on social media, Dom. Yeah, we are on Instagram at Ravens Podcast. So send Simon your messages and he will filter anything that I'm allowed to see. And if if you want to send Dom a message specifically and you're really, you, we can trust you that you're not going to spoil anything for him, then Dom does run the Instagram for our fox river prison break podcast which is fox river podcast um on instagram so you can find dom and send him messages on there also check out our prison break podcast fox river it's a lot of fun it's the same format pretty much and just based over there with prison break um and if you're on our patreon you get access to both podcasts and both of their uh, exclusive bonus content as as well as our uh, back catalogue of Mighty 90s episodes so yeah thank you everybody for your support there's a link to our email address in the podcast description as well as well as our merch store um, so you know buy a hoodie buy, buy your brother a hoodie buy his brother a hoodie that's also <laughs> your brother you know buy people's brothers and sisters hoodies why not <laughs> live your life thank you so much everyone it means a lot and have a great 2021 and dom what accent will we be doing for the ravens count well i I think we need to um we need to be courteous and cautious of there's there's a baby in the house now so i think we've got to do do ravens on three and then ravens is a is a little little tiny whisper Mm-hmm. A little tiny okay. baby whisper. How about that? I appreciate that. Well, what but what accent would it be? Should we do our own? Just normal accent? No, we've done that many times. Let's do Swedish. <laughs> okay, let's, let's go Swedish. I don't know what Swedish... I've been to Sweden as well. I don't know what a Swedish <laughs> accent Sweden. sounds like. Oh, hello. I, I am Olga that. from Sweden. <laughs> that helps that helps appreciate it (laughs) little cheat sheet all right you have to count if you can do it that well you can count (laughs) are you ready for olga from sweden to do the counting (laughs) are you ready so the raven the ravens on the three (laughs) i just have to say when you did it in in german the uh a few episodes ago when i was listening to editing it and listening to it back I literally went back to hear you do your German count like three or four times because <laughs> it cracked me up so much and I can already feel that that's going to happen with this. So oh, sorry, please bring bring on bring on Olga. Let's get it. <laughs> Here we go. Are you ready? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Ravens on Yes, yes, I am. I'm ready. I kind of went into Italian. <laughs> oh no! Look what you've done. Olga, give me the count for the Ravens. <laughs> Olga doesn't understand your accent. <laughs> Are you ready to rinse the Ravens on three? One, two, three. Ravens. Ravens. <laughs> <laughs>